anybody, anybody who's creative. One of you rapsters out there. One of you motherfuckers. It's uh, about 1.6 million people in Philly. There's like 1.7 million rappers. Can one of y'all <laughs> give us an intro Something. with some, uh, what do they call it? Uh, copywritten, copyright free music. Yeah. Just, I sw- just put his hand up, and I'm thinking to myself, like, once again, uh, royalty free. You want to be royalty, royalty yeah, there free. we go. Royalty free music, meaning you sign over all the rights to us, and then maybe we'll let you come up here for like eight minutes or something like that. Yeah, and, and plug your other music. That's we cool. got a whole revamp uh, process going on. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, slow and steady. It's going. <laughs> it's going. It's going. <laughs> it's going. You know what I'm saying? You got to get it. It's, it's like that meme. I got to get the money from my mind into yeah. my bank account. <laughs> I got to get the thoughts in my mind yeah. about how to revamp this show out to y'all and the public. Jada said. And I, then monetize I got it. it from a few rhymes that I wrote in the tank. One of us got to go in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> figure out how to get this shit done. <laughs> well, welcome back. It's the realest podcast ever. It's your boy C. Diddy. I am Matt Makes Me. Sick. And is this is episode 45, I think. Or fever. Yeah, uh, back like Jordan, wearing the four or five. It ain't to play games with nah. you. It's to aim at you. Yeah. Probably maim you. Cuatro Cinco. Cuatro Cinco. Not yeah. to be confused with Ocho Cinco. No. We are not headbutting anybody on this episode, even though y'all been headbutting a certain Philadelphia celebrity all week. Yeah. Philly's in shambles, <laughs> man. I, it's a mess out there. Yeah, man. Um... Dangerous. Real quick, man. Uh, some weird, like weird deaths this week. Um, Rasul Butler uh, and his wife uh, passed away. May they both rest in peace. They had a freak car accident in uh, L.A. on Ventura Boulevard. Uh, you know, a couple of days ago, and it was just basically like a freak situation. They're saying he was going like a hundred miles an hour, lost control of the car, jumped the curb, took out a parking meter, yeah. and in turn smashed the front door at Marshall's. Car flipped, and for those of you who have seen the car, absolutely like horrific yeah. scene, and it's just like they never stood a chance. So definitely, uh, you know, rest in peace to Rasul Butler and his wife Leah. Um, crazy situation, crazy situation. Another thing I've been seeing somebody yesterday um, was actually murdered out here in Philly, real popular guy. Uh, I think his name was like General Bees on Instagram. I've been seeing his posts all day long, like all day long. It's like almost like Camaro Rob all over again, and I've been seeing it from everybody from like – a friend of mine who uh, is going to school to be a lawyer, that was her uncle. So I seen her initially post it. And then, like, another woman that I follow saying that that was her girlfriend's brother. And then, you know, my man Party from Frankfurt and just all over. Just all, so many people just had so many good things to say about the guy. And it's just, like, you know, unfortunate that, you know, we lose all these good brothers to senseless violence. And, um, you know, I don't know all the circumstances surrounding the situation. I just know that, you know, he was a fairly young guy and, you know, he's no longer with us. And a lot of people had a lot of great things to say about him. So that says a lot. So rest in peace to him. Uh, prayers for his friends and his family. And, you know, hopefully we can get this together, man. We started off about a good five days yeah. through getting through January, getting into January, five days, no murders. And then from day six, y'all niggas been watching. It's like as soon as y'all posted about it. <laughs> it's like, oh. Niggas was like, a word? Ain't nobody died yet? Give me my goddamn this burner. This nigga from down the block still yeah. breathing? Oh, man, this nigga owe me $44, man. I'm killing everybody. Violence is, is, is crazy, yo. Like, it's, it's like for what? Over dumb shit, most likely. Most likely. And, uh, you know, people still out here dying over girls and, like, situations, <laughs> like, weird situations like that. 21 and a nigga in Madden. Yeah. Like, like you, you could get smoked. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy shit, man. It's it's just a lot of crazy shit, man. Pray for Philly, man. For sure, for sure. Like mm. we need it. And uh, you know, other than that, uh Eagles in the Super Bowl. You know what's crazy is with all of the mayhem that went on this week, it it's like you almost forgot about that. Yes. That the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm like making plans for the weekend. And I'm like, all right, Sunday, I'm going to go get me some brunch. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. The Super Bowl is Sunday. Yeah. I totally like fucking forgot. And I don't know what's going on like with media week. I haven't really seen anything. I've been seeing my regular NBA coverage. I haven't seen nothing about media week with the fucking Super Bowl. I mean, that's because low key, the, the Super Bowl this year is like, I don't want to diss nobody, but like the Super Bowl is like starless. <laughs> Like it's like Tom Brady and them, and he's fifty. And that's what I'm saying. It's, it, there are no Deion Sanders. There are yeah. no Warren Sapps, Ray Lewis's. There are no shit. Jalen Ramsey. I'd have loved to seen him Yo, with like media day, week? like like <laughs> media day. Like you, I'd pay to see that. There are none of those. So it's like it, it's really not like a star-studded affair. Yeah, it's a good defensive team versus. A Tom Brady and Bill Belichick run good, well-oiled offense with yeah. fucking Armandola and you know it's it's it, random other white wide receivers. It's it there you know <laughs> there are no Randy Mosses, there are no Michael Irvins, yeah. there are no names to this Super Bowl. So it's it's really just two good teams. It's a game full of good players, uh, not really any great players for the most part. I mean, you got a guy like Fletcher Cox, great player, personality, yeah. It's good, good and great players. Yeah. That's really what it is. There are but, no stars. Yeah, there's no transcendent guys. No, no OBJ in no. the about Gronk? Super Bowl. Oh yeah, Gronk's back. Yeah, but <sighs> Gronk's a meathead. <laughs> I love Gronk. Gronk's a meathead. Gronk cool. <laughs> That's your personality. You know, somebody today uh, posted a video. He a Pats fan. He was at Geno's and he was dressed in like all Patriots gear. Why would he do that? And it, he, it was he, one of the guys from um, Barstool. Yeah. Oh, okay. And like, he got the steak. Like from Geno's, he said, like, "You think I'd eat this bullshit?" Bow and spiked it, and I'm like, "I do the same thing with a Geno steak." <laughs> I'm not even mad at him. Like, Geno's pets, either one. Spike I'm, I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> that didn't offend me. You think I'm taking offense? To this? <laughs> yeah. That's where you're wrong. Yeah, the like, gag is I'm not offended. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, you got a prediction on the game? Um. Last week we talked about it. Try to be sensible for these first five yeah. minutes. The, uh, <laughs> we talked about it last week. Uh, sports book, uh, sports betting guy basically put one of the biggest bets in NFL history on the Eagles, like three and a half million. They said it was close to four. Yeah, yeah like something crazy like that. Um, that's what. But really, uh, right, what's crazy is though that's just a line shift. Yeah, and that's what I was. Me and Rob was talking. About, I'm like, I think that's just a line shift yeah. because you know the motherfuckers be having like runners who do shit like. A lot of people don't know this. You know, Aston Kutcher, that's how he got his money. He was running for Billy Walters. Oh, shit. So it's like Billy Walters had the power in Vegas to, like, move a line. Yeah. So, like, say he wanted, you know, a college game. He wants Kansas State, but the line is at four and a half, but he needs him at three. He, as himself, would put a bet in for, like, 300, 400 grand. But then he'd have, but then he'd have his minions come behind and put in 40,000, 50,000 to where he got 900. Right. On that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so the shit is crazy with them, like them, them professionals. Like, yeah. Rod, so you go down Delaware Park, they are straight not let you pick bets because certain motherfuckers came in and put shit on it. That shit is, they'll straight close the line. Like, no, you can't take, you gotta take that game off your cart. Damn. Yeah, that's, I remember 
I went down there. I had a 10-teamer. Would have hit it, but I took Kansas over instead of the Chiefs to actually cover. But when I put the 10-teamer in, they wouldn't let my homie put it in because I had put the shit in. Damn. The shit is crazy. And they made him change a game off of it. It's, it's just wild. So it's like... You know that's how the bookies and sports books right. make money. It's like you bet a hundred. They gotta get if you bet a hundred dollars, they gotta entice me to bet a hundred dollars on the opposite shit, right. and they make money off the juice. So it's like they don't want everybody betting on the Patriots because yeah. it's like, you know, we gotta uh, <laughs> we gotta turn them lights <laughs> off. Pay this shit out. <laughs> so 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 it's like yeah, they need money on opposite sides. So yeah. it's like the line opened to seven and a half. Yeah. The shit now is at like four. Yeah, they and at the time when he made the bet, it was at five and a half. Yeah, so it's like the line keeps shifting, and I'm yeah. like, it, it it's like kind of getting insane at how like you don't see Super Bowl lines shift that much dramatically. So I don't know. We'll see what I happens. Mean, Ideally, in my heart of hearts, I would like to see the Eagles win like a, a nail biter, twenty-one to twenty. In reality, the Patriots are probably gonna win like twenty-eight to thirteen or some shit like that. You, it, it, you got the best defense, well, the second best defense in football, going up against the best offense. You know who, whoever wants it more. That's you pretty. Need, you need breaks on either end in order to to win the game. Like. If Nick Foles comes out and throws the ball like he did the other day, lights out. It, I, it might get dark quick. Yeah, but Thomas Tom, Tom Brady always finds a way. Thomas what were Tom, they down fourteen to three in that last game against the uh, yeah, against they, the number they was one down twenty defense. points last year in the Super Bowl. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's never. And that's the thing about Tom Brady, which why he's the greatest is because it's never over. Never. It's the same thing like with with Jordan on the court. It's never fucking over. Like, the Warriors in this era. It's never over. I've seen them down 20, <laughs> and it's like, I just went to the bathroom. How the fuck is it tied? Remember last year with the Spurs when Kawhi got hurt yep. that first game? They was up 25 points. Kawhi goes the Spurs down. Spurs got swept. <laughs> that shit real. Kawhi goes down, Spurs swept. It's crazy, yo. Yeah, so it's it's just certain, you know, certain people you it's hard to bet against. Um, you know, Tom historically has only had trouble with one franchise. That's the New York Giants. I don't see uh, Eli on the other side of the field. So yeah. the smart money is probably on the Patriots. But, you know, for the city and all the shit that's going on, I want to see the Eagles win. And yeah. this is from a Cowboys fan. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan, too, and I want the Eagles to win this shit. I really do. I, my work week is going to be very easy. <laughs> I already know. I, I, want, I, I ain't going to hold you. I'm taking the Eagles 20 26 to 20. That's what I'm going to roll with. 26 20. Eagles. Final answer I'm going 21 20 Eagles. Stick with the home team. Got don't, to. don't let me down. Nelson Aguilar, don't uh don't don't rape no bitches out in Minnesota. Yeah. Dog. Now, Man, keep your hands to yourself. They're going to fuck the city up if they win. <laughs> One listen, here's Chad's other prediction. <laughs> Uh, if the Eagles win, uh, they're going to burn this bitch down. Right. Um, if the Eagles lose, the fans are going to burn this shit down and smoke the ashes. Yeah. I honestly think it'd be worse if they lose. Especially if they lose like a close game on some bullshit, it's going to be worse. It's going to be way worse. Way worse. I feel bad for any uh, cleanup crews, uh, trash people. Um, uh, the city repavers and shit like that. I don't feel bad for y'all because y'all about to get hella overtime. Yeah. So I don't really feel bad for y'all. But yeah. all of them fucking beams, they're going to be throwing like lightsabers at motherfuckers. The yeah. Pope 
uh, light up Jones and yeah. shit. They gonna be a niggas. The cleanup crew is going. You gonna be picking up beer bottles, glass, feces, every fucking thing you could possibly think of. It's gonna be a mess outside. Yeah, they 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 lose. It's gonna be smoking. Somebody's gonna take Rocky home if they lose. <laughs> <laughs> you seen the Doom buggy ride up the steps last time? Yo, I was driving past the Rocky statue the other day. It was a tour bus pulling up. Yo, mad white people was running off the tour bus <laughs> up to the. I'm like, dude, I wonder if they know that's not a real person. <laughs> Like, it's a movie character. Yo, do you know what? I love the Rocky series. Do you know my number one gripe with Rocky? I hate the punching. No, fuck the punching. <laughs> like, it, it's not real. That's bad. But what's bad about Rocky is, in the first Rocky, he's like, you could tell they didn't plan to make more of these. Right. You could tell it was a passion project by Sylvester Stallone, a, a young, hungry actor, producer, all that shit. He, he put his all into this shit. And it's like, if it don't work, fuck it, it's a cult classic. If it do work, we're going to make 50 of these motherfuckers. What I hate about it is, somehow, some way, Rocky went from being like 13 and 45 to being 50 and 4 in a matter of three films. Like, the the the, the filmography <laughs> of Rocky, and we've talked about before, is terrible. Like, what? It's awful. This nigga went from a Shylock <laughs> in South Philly to fighting the heavyweight champion, losing, coming back, beating the heavyweight champion, beating another heavyweight champion, getting his ass beat by the Russian champion, dying. and then rumbling under the L in Kensington. I'm like, who the fuck is doing these movies? Like, this shit is terrible. Talk about progression, story <laughs> progression. It's like, what? And then he meets then he meets Tommy Gunn under the L Yo. in a brawl for them all. Touch me and I sue. <laughs> sue me for what? <laughs> Like, he straight hooked off on the black fucking Rocky. <laughs> fucking Rocky. And people be out there lined up to see that fucking like, statue. This is a fictional character, man. They they literally changed his record from Rocky 1 to Rocky But y'all be better off with a statue of Bishop from Juice. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather see that. Yo, speaking of Bishop from Juice, yo, I watched a Tupac movie the other day. I, I still, I won't, I, I refuse. Holy shit. I refuse. I refuse to turn it off. Yo, uh, one of the niggas had on the Louis Vuitton uh, evidence shades <laughs> that came out in 2008. The evidence. And, and I was half-ass watching this shit, so I'm not going to sit here and point out all the horrible elements of it. But somebody also said there's an iPhone in the movie. I heard that, too. There's a there's an iPhone in the movie. And just in general, the premise of the movie doesn't capture the essence of Tupac because they go back entirely too far. This is the thing with Tupac. And I see, I see Tupac slander and hatred all the time on Twitter. I hate it. It's the weirdest shit ever. Pac's a legend. He's one of the best fucking music makers ever from the rap genre. His energy, the passion that he puts on beat. It just, it was unmatched. Yeah. To do a movie. It's like Biggie. You can't do a two-hour movie that focuses on everything they did. Impossible. It's it's literally Rocky got fucking eight Rockies. <laughs> you, and you we still don't know. What, you what literally you literally would need eight films to sh to like realistically the Pac film should have been the night he got killed. That's it. Yeah. From the fight in the casino, Mike Tyson fight, being in the car with Shook. That's it. You can't go back and forth from keep your head up to him being locked up to him getting shot to dear mama. It's just too much. Yeah. It's too much. The basic premise of the movie, for those who haven't seen it, is basically like Tupac and Clinton Dannemora are prison 
and he's being interviewed. I guess by supposed to be Kevin Powell from Vibe Magazine, mm-hmm. and it's a series of like him telling his life story. So it's basically like the Vibe interview in movie form right. or whatever. And it literally goes back to his his mom being a Black Panther. So we know all of that shit. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. not relevant to his story. Exactly. It doesn't capture the essence of who he is and who he was when he died. Yeah. Because if anything, it's his the the Tupac story is a paranoia story and how dramatically his life changed after being set up for rape, being shot in a, a place that he felt comfortable at in New York City. Uh, you know, being basically set up for a rape charge by people that he felt like were his friends that he could trust. Like, it's a paranoia story. And then the inner workings in a relationship of him and Suge Knight. That's the movie. Right. Adding his mom getting kicked out of the crib and all that and the feds. Pro- That's not the Afeni Shakur movie. It's yeah. the Tupac Shakur movie. That shit doesn't have any bearing on his story. Yeah. When I read the, like the description and like I've read an article about the shit, I just was like, yeah, it's it's just Pac did too much for you to put that in one film. Yeah. And like, mind you, he's had good, like, remember Resurrection? That was a pretty good film. It was very good. It was good. Did, like, even Biggie, like the movie was like... It was too early and it, it was and it was too much. And they, again, going back to his childhood and all of that shit and it's just like... Like one scene you got him hiding crack under the joint. The next scene he's on stage with, with Pop. It's like, yeah. yo, like this is too much. Yeah. It's too much. Because it's literally a whirlwind story because to understand the Biggie story, you got to understand the Puffy story. Right. Which is Puff was the number one fucking party promoter in New York. He was also the number one party promoter simultaneously in D.C. at the same fucking time. And he was working for the number one urban boutique label in the world at the time, Uptown Records, Mary J. Blige, Jodeci, Father MC, Heavy D, all of these big culture mm-hmm. changing acts. And he was literally fired so that he could become Puff Daddy. All right. That's where the biggie story begins is Puffy getting fired and starting Bad Boy Entertainment because once that happened, holy shit, he got a $10 million a year deal or some shit like that. He was a, everybody was rich from yeah. that point. So all of the other little like idiosyncrasies and the bullshit doesn't really matter. The relationship with Little Kim matters. The relationship with Faith matters. The relationship with Little Season Junior Mafia matters. All of that shit prior to the success is just kind of like, uh, it's not really important to the story of how people view Biggie in the grand scheme of things, which is a phenom of a rapper and a guy that lost his life at a young age. Right. So to give us all that sensory overload is too much information. Right. And it's not relevant to the story in the superstardom. We need to figure out his last days. Pretty much. Needs to be, his last days could be a movie alone. That's what the tip I was on with the box. Yeah. Like the night of the Tyson fight. That's really the movie. I, we don't need to see really any of the other shit. Him being a workaholic in the city. It's like we noticed. Like, yeah, I don't understand. This is common knowledge. This is this is documented by fucking, I just was watching DJ Vlad uh, interviews over the summer. They were talking to fucking Greg Nice from Nice and Smooth. And the shit that he was talking about, Tupac was more interested in the movie. Yeah. He's talking about the One Nation album and him having Nice and Smooth and uh, Boot Camp Click and Wu-Tang and all these East Coast artists in the studio creating this big album as the launch for Machiavelli Records. Like, right. that's the fucking, that's the shit we want to hear about. The untold shit. Mm-hmm. Everything else is fucking public record. Yeah. So, 
Good try, but uh, poor execution. As we they used to say at my sales job at Enterprise, uh, we don't get paid off of uh, effort. We get paid off of results around here. And the result of the movie was not very good. Yeah, I could imagine. So where do you want to start this week, man? All right, man, let's start with the Grammys. Let's be okay. sensible. Let's okay. start with the Grammys. You niggas was losing it with the Grammys, <laughs> too. So the uh, 90s... 800th annual Grammy Awards <laughs> uh, took place on Sunday. It's the first time in 10 years, I believe, or 20 years that it was in New York City in Madison Square Garden. 10. 10 years. First time in 10 years it was uh, in Madison Square Garden. And, uh, you know, basically, you know, when, when in Rome, you do as the Romans do. So who are the better Grammy ambassadors in New York City other than Jay-Z and his family and Puff Daddy. So all the festivities surrounding the Grammys were basically involving them. The Rock Nation brunch, which every year the pictures go viral and all of that shit. Jay-Z sitting front row with his family. Jay-Z being nominated for eight Grammys. So the backdrop of it was perfect, and it made perfect fucking sense. The execution is a whole nother fucking story. And ultimately... You have Jay-Z nominated for eight awards, wins nothing other than the uh, Millennium Award or whatever he won the yeah, night before. The Icon Award. The Icon Award the night before. You have SZA nominated for five awards, the leading female uh, candidate, get nothing, get shut out of the Grammys. You have Kendrick take all of his categories. You have Bruno Mars take all of his categories, including the big three, which is record of the year, song of the year, and album of the year. So... With that in mind, where do we start with this? You have the the winners and the losers. Let's talk about did they get it right, and did or did they not get it right? Everything was right. Next, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's really nothing to argue about. What I would say is this: in looking at the rap categories and the album of the year category, the way that I rationalized it was this. If Jay's, because people are like, Jay Z should have got something. I'm like, all right. The public, general public consensus is that damn is better than 444. When it comes down to the vote, which is, there's a minority that says different, but the vast majority, probably 73% of the public is saying damn is a better rap album in 2017 than 444, correct? Right. You've seen what I've seen. I've- so, with that in mind, whatever. The initial award that Kendrick wins in the in a rap category sets the tone to tell you what the rest of the night is going to be like. Exactly. And if Kendrick, if Jay Z doesn't beat Kendrick for rap album of the year in that category, there's no way in hell he's winning album of the year in the overall category when he did not win his genre. Uh, hello. So just in being very linear, which is my brain, I talk about all the time, I have a very linear brain. So just going in a straight fucking line. If you can't win the rap categories, you can't win the overall categories that kick the genres out and just talk about music overall. Right. So in the rap categories, they absolutely got it right. The only true beef that I had is that the criteria and the lack of public information about the best new artist category. Now, here's the thing. When I say they got everything right, the best new artist shit is so skewered and fucked up that I really don't even know what they're doing or looking for. Because last year, they like flipped the whole shit around so Chance could win best new artist. 
This year, Alyssa Cara, who's been out since like 93, <laughs> won a Best New Artist. The shit didn't make any fucking sense. And not only did she have a project out before, she had a successful platinum-selling album and a multi-platinum number one single. Crazy, right? But it was urban. Crazy. So when it comes to Alessia Cara, what it looks like is they skewed the category for her to call her, put her in the best new artist category because she's new to the pop audience. And that was my only gripe because Uzi should have won that. Absolutely. It's no way around it. Absolutely. No way. I tried to explain to people the other day. I'm like, we gave SZA on here best album of the year. And song of the year. Well, I, we didn't do song of the year, did we? Uh, did we? I don't know. We gave her album of the year for sure. Right. Because of the take that she took on her album. Yes. It was just never done before. Best new artist, though, it's impossible for me to see anybody as... Like, if you watch Kendrick's performance, it you saw Uzi in it. Yeah, absolutely. Uzi, like, yo, you know EXO tour seven times platinum Yeah, now? I was going to say, yesterday, and just yesterday, chart data said that EXO tour life is now eligible for seven times platinum in the United States. Crazy. It wound not, up being, the, not worldwide. It wound up being bigger than Bad and Bougie. Yes. Crazy. And Bad and Bougie is six times platinum. Insane. <laughs> the man literally on two <laughs> smash yeah. songs. yeah. Touring, doing whatever the fuck he wanted to do. His album was the number one. Yeah. He just fucking he, it up. He ran the festival circuit, smashed every single one of them. He's a headliner on Rolling Loud Miami coming up soon. And it's just like, what does a motherfucker got to do in that scenario as far as bankability, sales, and influence? He beats her in every category. It's not even close. So it's like y'all are skewing the take for a pop artist, even though hip-hop is the number one genre of and, music. And that's the biggest problem I have watching shit like this and just being a part of, like, the world we live yeah. in is, like, rap culture is culture. I ain't even talking about pop It's culture. It's culture, period. It is what it is. And it's not just limited to America. No. Japan, Europe, and, and that's, Amsterdam. And that's my biggest gripe when it comes to the Grammys and any of these goddamn award shows is the fact that Rap controls everything. But then you come to a show like this and y'all got more country motherfuckers performing than rappers. And and it's like, yo, I don't know who none of these people are. It's like you're trying to convince the public that these other genres of music are still relevant. Exactly. And they're not. Because all of these people who do these other types of music, Miley Cyrus, Justin Timberlake, they all take from this culture. Yes. It just is what it is. Justin Timberlake's biggest record of his career, Sexy Back, is a rap record. It's crazy. It's a rap record produced by a rap producer. Robin Thicke (laughs) has a fucking smash rap record. Yes. It just just is what it is. It is what it is. And just to show you how fucked up the execution of the show is... Viewership is down yet again, 30% year over year. They lost 10 million viewers in real time. So that just goes to show you that how big of the disconnect there is between the music buying audience, which are the millennials, and the TV watching generation, the baby boomers in Gen X. And it's like, y'all have to find another way to put this TV show production of an award show in front of millennials because they're not consuming it the way that you're presenting it and they're the ones that are buying the music like my thing is when it comes to the to the show itself you look at like cardi b 
Cardi B is culture. You know, Cardi B has a Super Bowl commercial this year with Amazon. Like Cardi B <laughs> is culture. What y'all got her up there doing the joint with Bruno Mars? They would never let her get up there and do Bodak Yellow. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You look at Drake. You look at Kendrick. You look at. Migos didn't perform. Yeah. How the fuck was an Amigos on the stage? Drake just had his had the fucking his uh it was his second number one single as a lead artist. Debuted at number one this week. First time ever. First time ever. He broke the Spotify record. Then the next day he broke the Apple Music record. Then he debuted at number one on Billboard. Crazy. In his opening week. He's never fucking done that before. That's the power of hip hop. And it just goes to show you, like last time, when we rewind back to the springtime, when Kendrick Lamar has a big single like Humble, which is one of my favorite records now. At the time, I honestly didn't fucking get it. But it's a masterpiece of a record because it's so clever and so smart, but in a dumbed down record. Mm. But it goes to show you that when Kendrick has a number one single, he sells 660,000 copies the first week. When Drake goes away for three, four months, he debuts at number one, the first music that he puts out. So it just goes to show you the power of hip-hop because none of these other artists are doing that. If Britney Spears drops a record tomorrow, it's not going number one. No. Nobody gives a fuck. That's why. Shit, dog, Taylor Swift has an Apple commercial. Taylor Swift, who's like the biggest Caucasian fucking singer out there other than maybe Adele, in her Apple commercial, the music that's playing is Drake and Future. Yes, jump me. It's like, you can't even put that shit on a commercial because it, yeah. it just doesn't move the same Apple's way. Apple's current ant commercial for their emojis is Migos Stir Fry. Crazy. And it's on TV. It's on the internet. It's everywhere. They got the Kendrick DNA on an Apple commercial. It, 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 it just because is what it is. Because your shit don't move without hip-hop. No. The other music does not push the needle in the manner in which hip-hop does. The last time I seen a pop artist or a non-hip-hop artist debut at number one with a single was Zayn Malik from One Direction when he came out with fucking Pillow Talk. And then that song, which I love the record, took a precipitous fucking fall off the fucking Billboard chart. The word of the week is precipitous. <laughs> and his album ended up fucking selling like 700000 Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's your boy, Spitty, here from DGB, a.k.a. Dirty Glove Bastards, off the porch podcast. Now, if you're a fan of artist interviews, then make sure to check out and subscribe to Off the Porch, a show that interviews everybody from the dopest up-and-coming artists, your favorite OGs and legends, street comedians, directors, and other influential people from the culture. And it's brought to you exclusively by Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, Powered by creator. Thousand copies of some shit like that. And he's coming from a mega smash pop boy group. Meanwhile, Drake just did two million on more life, not even fucking supporting it and not yeah. shooting any videos. And he just did four million on fucking views. Right. Future just dropped like seven platinum albums in a row over the last however amount of time and just made 30 million last year. Yeah. So it just goes to show you the bankability and the influence that hip hop has on every fucking thing around. And it's it. insane. You come to this show and it was like it was white people on stage playing harmonicas. I'm like, what like, is happening? What the here? fuck is going on? Like, I here? took so many bathroom breaks. I didn't even have to go <laughs> to the bathroom. It's just like I gotta get up. Yo, and then they had that fucking Kesha performance, and I get it. The times up in the Me Too movement is a big ass thing. In fact, fucking Charlie Walk, who's an executive for Republic Records, yeah. and he's on the biggest new TV show out there, The Four, with Puffy and Khaled, just got accused of fucking sexual assault yeah. by somebody in the Republic Records system. So. I fucking get it. 
But at the same time, we have to balance distributing these messages with preserving the art. And Kesha is shit as a performer. <laughs> and I get that. What's the name that uh that what was the producer's name? Uh, the fucking oh my god. Uh. Mark Ronson, whoever the fuck it was, somebody rubbed her fucking ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've read, I followed this case and read the transcripts and all that shit. There was never any actual sexual assault. It was more so like him being like a tyrant and like trying to force her into something, but he never took the time to actually go through with it and sexually assault her or rape her. It was more like mental assault. Okay. And that's why when the shit went to court, they said, Kesha, get the fuck out of here. Okay. So for those that are in the know, the whole premise of her performance is based off of I'm a victim, I'm this, this, that, and the third. But when you went to court, you couldn't provide any evidence and you didn't want to do a rape kit or this or this or that. And all the results was fucking inconclusive. It, you know, real quick, it's getting to the point now with the whole sexual assault allegation thing to where it's like, I get it. You you know, you, you're seeing other people tell their story, so it's like, oh, I feel brave and wanna but my joint be like, yo, like Dave said, there's some buyer's remorse out there. Yes. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yes. You 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 knew what you was getting yourself into. Not all these cases, but some of them. Like the, the Sylvester Stallone joint. Like yeah. you was chasing after Sylvester Stallone. I came to Vegas looking for Sylvester Stallone as a 16-year-old dick sucker. I found Sylvester Stallone. He told me, okay, cool, come suck this dick, but you got to fuck my bodyguard too. Okay. Now, fast forward to, t this is in 85. Right. Fast forward to 2017. When Sylvester Stallone was 60. Yeah. <laughs> he was old then. Yeah. <laughs> so fast forward to 2017. Now, I got to delete Rambo off of my motherfucking iCloud because of some shit that you feeling bad about now. And it's crazy because people are so scared of everything. It's like any allegation that gets thrown out. Motherfuckers are like, oh, oh, see, see, see. Motherfuckers are stepping down and getting away and yeah. running and hiding and doing all this extra shit. And it's just like... It's no due process. Exactly. That, like, it, I thought this was America, people. Yeah. Jay-Z, dude, dude, got a line for everything. everything. Like, Jesus. But it's like, yeah, it, it, to me, it's like, yo, the, the catching shit. Like, you went to court, they threw the shit out. Why are we still going on about your situation? And that was in 2015. Crazy. It's 2018. We still talking about this shit. Because a show like the Grammys and the Grammy board don't want to offend nobody. So it's like all inclusive. So it's like, oh, we're going to throw some hip hop in there. We're going to reel y'all in with hip hop because it's the biggest selling genre. But. We're going to throw this, uh, this fucking harmonica in here and this tuba. And yeah. We're going to have Rihanna sing backup for Kesha. Yeah. And it's just like. We're going to say Patty. We're going to say <laughs> Patty Lapoon, but it's going to sound like Patty LaBelle and get all you niggas. Did you see that? Yo, crazy. I, I, thought I, they, I watched every minute I of the show. I thought they said Patty LaBelle. That old white lady cast <laughs> Who the fuck is this? But actually, she very, very trill. She did an interview not too long ago the, talking about Trump and all that shit. The interview was dope. Yeah, she on some shit. I don't want to hear her <laughs> sing, though. <laughs> like, I'm cool. She on some shit, though. In, in cool. her life, she on some shit. In performing, get the fuck off the stage. Now, with, with, with you uh, niggas with uh, the Jay-Z 444 thing, like, my thing is this. 444 didn't affect or move the culture the way some of these albums did. Correct. Honestly, me personally, I said it the other day. I don't know if you see it on Twitter. I would have rather, I would have liked to see Rather You Than Me 
been nominated. Yes. More than 444. Yeah. I thought that was a better album. Jay-Z, I, I mean, I, essentially it's a spoken word album over like common in uh, early Kanye production. Like Rick Ross introduced niggas to Santorini Greece. They didn't know it existed. Yeah. He had idols become your rivals with that last verse for Lil Wayne. Don't forget Lil Bruh and them. That became like a thing yeah. in culture. Like, so it's like 444 to anyone with a credit score over like 200. It wasn't like groundbreaking stuff that was getting said. It's we like, already knew this and we already was living our lives. Bodies principles are working towards it. Motherfuckers just literally was like, yo, Jay said not to pull money up to your ear. It's like, we've been saying that. Right. You look like a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> but all the southern niggas said, Boo, fuck you. Yeah. Boosie in particular, Future in particular, Kodak Black in particular. Nigga, fuck you. You don't Yo, run shit down I here. I seen a, a sponsored joint on my Instagram. You know, my, <laughs> listen. <laughs> you know how motherfuckers get taken. This is the weirdest shit about the sponsorship on Instagram now. It don't even be like promotion for shit. No, it's it just, just be like, I'm a cool nigga. <laughs> I'm a live nigga. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga had all his money up to his ear. And the shirt was Gucci Man with a crown on it. And the caption said, fuck what whole be talking <laughs> I'm like, yo, I love down south niggas, Yo, man. niggas are so resourceful. They find the loophole in every system. It's like, yo, how you get them sponsored ads? Oh, I got to set up a Facebook? All right, bet. <laughs> All I got to do is get a Facebook account and link it to a false business? Bet. It would be sponsorship all day that ain't got nothing to do with no business. Nothing no to do nothing. with nothing. No. These hoes be tripping. <laughs> Follow real nigga 448. But but honestly, though, when it, when it come to 444, I thought it was an okay album. It Like, there were some good songs on it. I like yeah. Family Feud. I like the 444 song. I like What's the Joint With His Mom? Smile. Yeah. I like that. But in the overall grand scheme of things, if you grew up listening to Jay-Z albums, I'm talking about when Volume 3 dropped. I'm talking about when Blueprint dropped, when the Black Album yeah, dropped. If you that. grew up in that, this ain't that. It's just not. I tried to say it the other day. In the words of philosopher Jay Jenkins, a.k.a. Young Jeezy, that ain't this and this ain't that. Motherfuckers like, oh, how Jay ain't win nothing? That's the best album of the year. It's like, dog, a 60-year-old cannot have the best rap album of the year. He just can't. And that's what... Me and you have been trying to explain to people for two years on social media. I came into work, motherfuckers like, yo, could you believe Jay didn't win anything? I'm like, like actually, <laughs> actually, I have two turkey bacon and egg sandwiches. <laughs> and yes, I can believe Jay didn't what, win anything. What me and you separately and then together on this podcast have been trying to explain to people. Do you know how bad it is for a genre of music for a 60 year old nigga to be the number one nigga? Still, 30 years into his career. That's just, bad for everybody. For anything. That means that everything behind him has essentially failed. That means that everything that came behind you from the fucking moment that fucking uh, Hard Knock Life went six times platinum, everything post that is a epic fucking fail for the industry. Like, remember when, when uh, Jordan came back with the Wizards and it was like, oh, Mike's back, you know, the king is back. It was like, Mike looked awful out there. <laughs> like, Mike winded. Kobe gave that nigga 16 in the first quarter. Phil sat him down. The fuck is wrong with you? Get some of that Gatorade up in you. He can't guard. No, <laughs> Phil sat Kobe down like on some have some respect shit. Remember, Phil was the Lakers coach then. Oh, shit. 
He said, I remember watching that shit. Kobe gave him 16 first quarter. Phil sat him down. Fuck are you doing? Kobe like, he can't guard me. Give me that fucking ball. Like, it just is what it is. Every and we talked about it with uh with uh with, with, we talked about it with Shiz. When we did the Say Cheese episode, yeah. rap is the only fucking world where the old niggas just don't chill and fall back. Yeah. Like, look at Nas. Look at fucking uh, rock him and Dr. Drake. Doctor, motherfucker, still waiting on detox. That shit. Not, Chronic 2001 dropped in '99. Yeah, it's coming out. <laughs> Lying like shit, man. I'm chilling. I just built a brand new crib in Calabasas. I'm not fucking thinking about that shit. I just cleared a billion dollar check, my nigga. Look at Eminem. <laughs> Eminem, whenever like the weed go out, he'd be like, "All right, fuck it, put it out now." <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's just what he it is. He sold three hundred thousand in the down industry. Nas ain't Nas dead ass ain't put an album out in years. That nigga was second row at the Grammys. Yeah. Icy as shit, smiling. You know why? Because he got a great fucking life. He not and, fucking and worried he, about this rap and shit. And he got in on every tech company early. Instagram, Uber, Lyft, fucking Snapchat. Every single one he got in early. And this is from 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 his business partner Steve Stout. Like when four 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 was okay. It's not a great Jay Z album. It's not a great it's album. Not period. Better than Life Is Good. And Life Is Hell Good came no. out in twenty twelve. And it's the same grown man content. Life Is Good was amazing. And its execution is way fucking better because he's because Nas is not doing this weird rapping off beat shit every other fucking song. Like. I like, you know, I like Jay. Jay's in my top five. I, I love Jigga. Not really a Hove guy. I love a lot of his music. I, I think Jay's last great body of work was the Black Album. Yes, that's a American album. American Gangster was good. Uh, he had something else that was good. Blueprint 3 was okay. Blueprint 3 was good. Blueprint 3 was all right. But his last great body of work to me was Black Album. Yeah. And it, it, that's not hating. It's just like, yo, the culture has shifted. Get Rich or Die Trying was great. It's phenomenal. It's one of the best albums ever. 50 can't make a, a classic album today. Uh, it, it just He just can't. It, the culture has shifted so much, and we're not on that anymore. Yeah. I was listening to Get Rich or Die Trying the other day when the street lights come on, niggas blast their nines. Like, we're just not on that no more. We're on... I get the bag and fumble. You need the bag and fumble it. I get the. You like we Which on that is a now? Phenomenal song, by the way. What? I get the. Bag. Oh, I get the bag is all that, that shit is amazing. Phenomenal. But the, but that's what I'm saying. Rap moves so much yeah. that honestly, <clears throat> people don't even dig this. The greats. When we talk about the greats, you, me, whoever has these conversations, wherever you at. When you talk about the greats, you don't talk about the motherfuckers that's hot for a couple years. You talk about the motherfuckers who've been doing it and keep doing it. You talk about a motherfucker who shifted the culture. Ice Cube shifted rap. Yeah. Snoop shifted rap. Biggie shifted rap. Nas shifted rap. So rap changes. When Nas became the man, you weren't really looking at Rock Him or Slick Rick anymore because Nas is the guy. Yeah. When Biggie became the dude, Nas ain't like it, it's just what it is. Yeah. J and X had it, then Ja Rule had it, then Kanye and Fifty had it, then Wayne and Drake had it, and now the Migos and all of that shit have it. So it's like the culture shifts. Yeah, Jay's still Jay. He remained Jay. The yeah. greats remain the go- the great the greats. It just King stayed a king. It just is what it is. Yeah. But as far as you putting out an album. And you expecting to affect the culture the way something like damn or culture itself, it, it's just not going to happen. So you really can't be upset when you see the 60-year-old not win the best rap album. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, not with all these advancements. <clears throat> Even if 
which I disagree with, even if the overall status of hip hop is horrible, the guys at the top are still so much better than the guys from five and ten years ago. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like when J. Cole is folk is a focus J. Cole. He's the best rapper I've ever fucking heard, or one of the best rappers I've ever fucking heard. Right. When he's not rapping to the same sad ass melancholy fucking beat that he produced right. in his basement, but when he's on his shit, and then specifically when I hear him on other people's shit, he's a fucking amazing rapper. Kendrick Lamar, Drake, the same shit. Drake routinely says shit I've never heard before. Like, I, like Kendrick, and you know, I'm y'all know I'm yeah. not the biggest Kendrick fan. You, y'all, you and Rod know. Yeah. I go, I go in on Kendrick. <laughs> But damn, when you sit back and listen to Duckworth, sit back and listen to Loyalty, sit back and listen to DNA, it's like it was bomb after bomb after bomb yep. on that album. And those songs, you like we just talked about, him and Rihanna, Loyalty, number one in eight different countries. DNA is on the Apple commercial. Humble is the number one song in the country for fucking five weeks. It's like, yo, that's what a great rap album does. Yeah. When Jay dropped Every song charted. When Jay dropped volume three, fucking uh, Do It Again was the hugest shit in the streets with beans on it. Yeah. The uh, Big Pimpin' was the greatest fucking video we had. That's what a great rap yeah. album does. It controls so many different parts yeah. of the culture. 444 didn't do any of that. So I didn't understand the outrage. Motherfuckers like, oh my God. It's like, yo, it's Jay-Z. Somebody had tweeted that the other day. It's like, y'all like Jay. You a Jay fan. So you root for Jay no matter what's going on. That's right. cool because you a fan of it. But... A spade is a spade, Jay-Z line. Right. <laughs> it's like, you got to let it go when it's like, yo, it's just not better than some other shit. Jordan, in his Wizards first year back, he averaged 20. We've seen Mike average 37. This ain't a great Mike year, though. We've seen him come back and average 35. <laughs> this ain't a great Mike year, fam. <laughs> like, you made it to the All-Star game and gave a speech at halftime. But this ain't a great Mike year. And that's more so my joint. It's like... I'd love to see if 444 was like, you know, Nelly. Or if the 444 album was done by like Bun B. Even if 50 did it. And given all the shit going on in 50's life at the time, it makes more sense for him to make the album than anybody. Right. Because he was out here doing stupid shit that led to his own financial demise, stealing headphone designs, putting out sex tapes, doing all type of stupid shit. So the financial responsibility message coming from him makes sense more from him than anybody, but nobody would have cared. No. Because it's 50 Cent, and nobody wants to hear 50 Cent rap in 2017, even though he's still a very good rapper at like I saw somebody the other day tweet, uh, Jay-Z better than Kendrick. I'm like, yeah, no shit. In like the like <laughs> in life. In like the greatest, in like yeah. the greater scheme of rap and all that shit. Yeah, Jay-Z's higher on the pole, the totem pole, than Kendrick. Yes. But we're not arguing that. Four, right now. Four 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 <laughs> isn't better than damn. Yeah. That's what happens right now. And that's what I mean. Like, we'll get into that with the whole designer shit. Like, motherfuckers skewer the argument yes. so much yes. for their own personal shit that you be like, wait, what? What? What are we arguing? Yeah, the, the, I say it all the time. People would rather be rather be right in their own mind than factually correct, and take the time to do the homework to realize why their argument makes no fucking sense. I did not even trying to be funny. I did as argue with a motherfucker the other day for like. Six or seven tweets, and I had to catch myself. Like, why am I even going I'm back sure. and forth? And because what happens is, I went like, because we he random motherfucker just added me, and we started tweeting. Yeah. And I went to his page and saw one of his tweets that said, "I didn't even listen to that DN that damn shit." I'm like, what, what are we talking about? Why are we arguing <laughs> then? 
Cause I listen to four four four. I know every word on that shit. Probably I listen to damn. I listen to culture. I listen to rather you than me. I listen to more life. Like listen to wins and losses by Meek Mill. Oh, yeah, wins and losses should have been nominated. We didn't keep it a bean. I told people the other day and they got mad at me on Twitter. I said, listen. I said, wins and losses to me is a more impactful, better album than uh, 444 is. I said, and I would argue that it has the best run of songs on it than any album that came out this year. When you talk about 1942 flows going into uh, issues, going into all these other. Like, know. it's a crazy. Rather you to me, first six songs was crazy. Right. But Meek has a middle six that's just like, holy they shit. They're good. They're, they're very good. So it's like, you see that he gets that from Ross. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like. 444 has moments where I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to? Yeah. And I want to digest it, but I'm just like, like this the is... first, like the first moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck am I listening like to? Like the first moment. <laughs> like I, I I had people like really trying to tell me the story of OJ was great. And I'm like, what story of OJ? <laughs> <laughs> like People fall in love with message and then with stories. People, and, f- no, people fall in love with their idols, and you just gotta face. I'm a realist. R e a l i s t. I'm a realist. There are people who I'm a. I'm a Kobe fan. Kobe last two years they got awful. His the year before his last two wasn't good. The year before his last three was like all right, Kobe. <laughs> All right now, what you doing, nigga? You getting make, you making it hard for me to defend you out here? Realistically, Kobe didn't have a good year after 2012, maybe 2011. Yeah, I just got to face facts. And I love the guy to death, and, and that's my him. dude. He's my favorite player of all time. And when that ESPN list came out saying he was like the 96 best player, I was pissed. And the truth is, I was pissed because he was really the 347th best player. <laughs> it just is. It's like people literally attach themselves to being a fan, or in certain cases, a stan. And they really just don't want to like let the shit go. Nobody's dis- disputing Jay-Z's accomplishments in life. He's the winningest black man in history Ever. when it comes I w- to life. I want to go to the Rock Nation brunch. Yeah. It shit looks fun. Nigga dropped out of high school, lost 96 bricks, fucking evaded however many fucking indictments, fucking uh, toured the world with Big Daddy fucking Kane, uh, broke Kanye, broke Beanie Siegel, broke Memphis Bleak, broke the Young Guns, uh, Fucking gave us rock aware, gave us rock aware, made us drink Cristal, made us drink Armadale, made us drink Ace of Spades, made us drink Duce. Chase the fucking guy, married Beyonce, cheated on her, got her back, got her pregnant. Like, this is the nigga. Let's not get it confused. We're not arguing that. The life of Jigga, fuck the life of OJ, the story of OJ, the story of Jay Z. Real talk, holy shit, he's the man. That's the song. One of y'all rappers out there, Vic Mensa, one of you niggas. The story of Jay Z. That's a record, nigga. Yeah, I can't write it. Encapsulate Jay Z life into a fucking uh into a three uh verse record, nigga. Number one single. But four 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 just wasn't. That ain't that. So, congratulations to all the Grammy winners. Yeah, for sure. And this is the crazy part. I saw niggas. <laughs> I saw niggas <laughs> say so much stupid shit this week. That might be the title of this. We sick of you niggas. Yeah, we, <laughs> we sick of everybody. Fuck it. I saw motherfuckers like. Yeah, see, they hate when you up top and you got more money than them. They don't want Jay to win no Grammys. I'm like, he got 20 of them. And he got a lifetime achievement, Joe, last night. <laughs> I'm like, He's J- not a victim. <laughs> I'm like, Jay got 21, B got 22, Kanye got 21, Rihanna got 10. 
His immediate circle 75 Grammys. Kanye made a record called the Grammy Family 10 years ago. <laughs> Jay immediate circle got 75 Grammys. I'm like, what, what are we talking about? Like, motherfuckers, he could call on the phone. It's crazy. Whatever narrative people want to establish in order to sell their point of view, they will. But here's the thing. I'm not buying the bullshit. And this is a PSA for all of you out there. And I think Matt is going to agree with me this, too. We really believe we're not trolling, y'all. We really believe the shit that we be saying on social media. And we know not only why we're right, we know why you're wrong, too. Your man, Zeke. Rest in peace to Zeke. I didn't really know him that well. Remember Remember the night when uh you kidnapped me? Yeah. That was Zeke. That was out of the relief, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Like, I, I didn't know him that well. But I remember the one thing he told me one day was like, I hate your opinion, but I love that you give your opinion. Yeah. It ain't influenced it's or moved by. wavering. I'm like, that's just me. I, I'll take the unpopular opinion sometimes. I, I know that. There are a lot of motherfuckers who wouldn't even fathom having Rick Ross nominated for album of the year. But I thought Rick, Rick Ross album this year, it was better than Black Market. It was better than Hood Billionaire. It, he, it was a good body of work. Yeah. That's me. That's my opinion. Motherfuckers literally now, we talk about it all the time. People be so afraid. That's why you got motherfuckers now talking about some, yo, who's supposed to get dinner first? Your man or your, like, cook them motherfucking <laughs> shells and put them shits on a plate. Y'all need, y'all need reassurance. You don't put that butter in that top ramen and shut the fuck up. <laughs> People need reassurance with anything they do. Yes. Anything. Motherfucker could le- legit be like, all right, I'm a, uh, I'm going to open up a, a savings account. They'll go to Wells Fargo or go on wellsfargo.com and listen to what they got for their interest and this, that, and the third for their savings account and what type of perks you get for this thing if you open this. Go to PNC, go to motherfucking TD Bank, go to Bank of America. They'll go on social media. Hey, y'all, what you think I should pick for my savings account? It's like, what the fuck are you doing this? <laughs> I saw the chick that was pregnant post what name y'all like better on her story, like with the joint that you could vote on. For you the, do know you got to live with this name, right? Right. And, and, and especially your kid got to live with this name. Like, you want to lead us up to some strangers? Like, honestly, we've literally reached a point where it's like people are so afraid of the backlash yeah. at giving their own opinion that they'd rather have you make the opinion for them. And if it's dope enough through the people that they look up to, then they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's 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 what it is. Then. Right. Cool. That's what we're going to rock with. And nine times out of ten, the shit don't even be making goddamn. Like the dude the other day that was like, "Oh, they don't want Jay to win no Grammys." I'm like, and he had two hundred and some likes on the, on the <laughs> post. I'm like, Jay got twenty fucking Grammys. He got more Grammys than like any active rapper. Snoop Dogg got zero Grammys. Nas got zero Grammys. Biggie never got one. Pac never got one. I think Ice Cube never got one. Cube might have. No, yeah, Cube probably don't got one. Cause you got remember the time when rap was coming out for them. Yeah. That shit wasn't respected. These are culture-changing artists. Really? Guys who established genres, sub-genres of hip-hop. They don't have any fucking Grammys, man. And y'all crying about a nigga that got over 20, and his wife got over 20, and his ex-young boy got over 20. Mm -hmm. Y'all smoking dicks, man. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here with the victim talk, man. This nigga is winning in every aspect of life. He just sold... A third of a bullshit company that nobody cares about for $200 million. Crazy. 
a company that every industry insider said was worth shit. Yeah. The nigga sold it for for two hundred, a third of it for two hundred million. You know why? Because Jay Z. That's why the power of Jay Z. It's gonna be all right. Yeah. Fire seventeen CEOs. It don't matter. Jay Z own the company. In the words shit of gonna in, be all right. in the words of Jay Z, Nets could go zero for eighty two. <laughs> That shit gravy. <laughs> it don't it just matter. Is what it is. Because once Jay Z step in the room, they like Jay. It's like right. he's a made guy. Yeah, real talk. He's a made guy, man. And ain't nobody gonna fucking put a gun in the back of his head and blow his brains out. He's a made guy with none of the pressure. Jay Z gonna have a fucking casino and a monument in Vegas built to him in the next 15, 20 years. Yeah. I always said he'll probably be the first rapper that could uh, get signed to do a Vegas show. Like oh, where he's performing residency? every night, like a Vegas Absolutely. resident. I say he's probably the only one. Absolutely. A, 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 if Drake wanted one, eventually Drake could get yeah. there. Maybe Lil Wayne too, because they've like grown. This I said this years ago. Like Jay's gonna end up with a Vegas residency. I said that in like oh six oh seven. Yep. So, but yeah, congrats to the Grammy winners, man. Jay's still Jay, nine hundred million. He's straight. He don't got to worry about <laughs> it. He he has less pressures in life than you guys would like. Pretty to much. Think. Oh, you want to get into the big topic? Hey, it's, it's, man. Just, it's just everywhere. Hey, man. Hey, man. You, uh, you can't escape it. You can't escape the shit. And it's actually crazy. A, a good friend of mine, uh, Nelski, uh, hit me up last night and said, "Hey, I would. I'm interested in hearing your perspective on this situation because I've seen so many different opinions, and I like the way that you think." Lead me through this and I, help I, me. And I literally posted on my uh, IG store the other day. I'm like, I'm saving all my yeah, stuff. So and so motherfuckers was hitting me up left and right. Like, yeah, right. So she's like, give me your perspective and like talk me through this. Am I thinking about this the right way? So to set it up for our global listeners who aren't aware of what goes on in you Philadelphia. Start. You start. There's a big scandal with the company called Milano de Rouge. Um, the big popular company, the owner of the, uh, of the company's uh, West Philly girl. She has over 200,000 followers, you know, on her company slash her main, you know, social media account. She shares her social media, her personal social media with the, you know, company or whatever. And she's established a big presence in this market, mainly because of her interactive marketing with people and, you know, posting customers, buying merchandise, posting customers, wearing merchandise. And she's gotten big cosigns along the way from Shady McCoy. Rasul Butler, rest in peace. Meek Mill being her biggest advocate. Puffy recently wore a sweatsuit, the uh, the sweatpants that he wore that said Milano down the side. That was her, you know, brand or whatever like that. And she's basically come under fire for being a uh, quote unquote affordable luxury brand that was discovered to be reselling her designs on low price merchandise, namely from H and M. Mm-hmm. And this was discovered in a video that eventually went viral by a customer, somebody who bought plenty of shit from this company because, you know, she was bought in and she was supporting this company and, you know, buying the merchandise or whatever like that. And a shirt that she said she bought for, you know, a hundred, somewhere between a hundred and a hundred fifty dollars, whatever, a button down. Um, she looked at the washing tag in it and it said HM.com, which let her know, hey, this is an H&M button down. To give some backstory to this, there was another recent scandal where there was a bunch of boots that were purchased from uh, Got the Look, which is like a low price store here in the Philadelphia area. And it's like literally like a 19 to $25 boot or whatever. They bought a bunch of boots, slapped their logo, embroidered their logo on them, turned around and sold the boots for a buck fifty. So you basically 
I didn't know about that. Yeah, you have two instances now where people are thinking that they're buying a quality product based on the price point, and then they find out that it's a low-quality product because what people have to understand is that if something is on sale for $20, that's one of those 30 40 80 cents made in China products. Mm-hmm. If something is on sale for $15 a shirt or whatever, that's a 30 40 50 60 cent made in Taiwan product. So when you turn around and sell it for 150, we expect that the quality level is that of a 20 30 40 dollar quality level as far as the mass production aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that where she's missing the mark is that her customers are a lot smarter than she thinks that they are. And the way that she deals with these scandals is almost to deflect rather than go towards the problem and address it head on. You want me to speak? Okay. You stop me when I'm wrong. All right. This is the thing. The girl who posted the initial video, and more people posted videos after with the same shirt, you know, showing the tags and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Excuse me. The issue that the girl, it's only one issue in the whole entire thing. I saw people putting up soliloquies. I saw poems. I saw somebody posted a picture of her and the caption was like the first uh, it was like the first uh, It was like the first verse from like Keep your head up It, 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 oh, it, was, shit. it was just ridiculous <laughs> it, 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 I'm, I'm not being funny it, it, it was insane Her defense team Everybody that was coming and putting up shit No one was spelling things correctly It was just They was putting the dollar sign behind the dollar It was, it was just a, It was a conundrum of silly shit Yeah There's one issue and one issue only That Everyone who had something to speak on, everyone who had something to say is completely missing. The issue is that the girl paid $100, $150 for a shirt that she thought was a high-end Milano shirt, and it had H&M on the tag. That's the issue. That's it. Motherfucker started going into how much and how... That ain't the issue. How much the shirt cost because the girl owned it. Yeah. This wasn't no person that was in the store looking no, at shit. She spent their money. She owned the shirt already. I went and looked at her page. She owns a bunch of shit from there. She owned the shirt. Had she opened the shirt and looked at the tag and the tag said Milano, we're not doing this. Yeah. We're not even talking. That's nothing on this. She saw the H&M tag on the shirt after she spent 100 whatever dollars for the shirt. That's the issue. So I saw literally everyone that was in defense like, oh, well... You know, a bottle of Hennessy costs $25. You go to the club, you spend $500 for a bottle of Hennessy. So what's the difference? I'm like, well, when you go to the club and you spend $500 for a bottle of Hennessy, it's Hennessy. Still Hennessy. If you open it and take a sip and it's Dr. Pepper, guard, somebody yeah. got to come explain this. Yeah, somebody because, might get their shit split Because I, y'all gave me a bottle of Hennessy and this is Dr. Pepper. Why the fuck is there not Hennessy in the bottle? Right. And that's the point that everyone... Motherfuckers literally was saying anything like, oh, well, you know, y'all Gucci shirts only cost $20 to make, and y'all spend $600 on them. You know, all you paying for is the name. I'm like, no the fuck you're not. First of all, no you're not. <laughs> when you spend for high-end shit, you're paying for the quality. I'm not even talking about with clothes. High-end water. If this Fiji, I open this shit and it's Dannon. 
I'm a kill. Like, no, I spent $4 for this shit. Like, that's what you're doing. You're paying for the quality. The problem is you niggas think, oh, you're just paying for the name. That's why you got niggas out here that wear fake Montclairs, fake Fendi belts, fake, fake Rolexes, fake Rolexes, because you don't give a fuck about quality. Yeah. All you want is the name. I told you I watched a video the other day about the, because uh, I'm thinking about getting the GMT, like the fake GMT versus the real GMT. And the dude was like, it's $50 fake Rolexes. It's $300 fake Rolexes. It's a $1,000 fake Rolexes. And I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck would you spend $1,000 for a fake Rolex when you could spend $1,000 on a real Citizens? Or a real Tag. Or a real Omega. Why the fuck would you do that? But then again, I got to think like niggas think, I just want the name. Yeah. Niggas don't even understand quality. Yeah. Like motherfuckers really believe you're paying for It's like when you go Rolls Royce and Bentley. You know why Rolls Royce and Bentleys cost $300,000? It's the quality and the craftsmanship that go into them cars. I watched a joint the other night on a Flying Spur, the new V8S. Yeah. It has 2,200 options and colors. 2,200 ways that you can create and customize that car, car to your liking. <laughs> the Rolls Royce, they have a bespoke program. Niggas probably don't even know what the bespoke program is. You can literally pick Everything in the car because the car from the ground up is handmade. The seats, the ceiling, they're hand stitched. The dashboard is one complete piece. It has no screws in it. The the mechanic who builds your engine in your Rolls Royce signs his name on it because him and him by himself built your engine and guarantees that it's built to the Rolls Royce standard. That's why you're paying $300,000 for a Rolls Royce. Has nothing to do with the fucking name. Nothing's on an assembly line. Nothing comes down a conveyor right. belt. And that was the point that motherfuckers missed this week when I saw every single person talk about the shit. It's like, yo, the shirt cost a buck, 50, buck 25, whatever fuck she paid for it. She opened the tag and saw H&M. It was like, yo, this shirt is $7.99 at H&M. So this isn't a high-quality shirt. This isn't top material. That's what the issue was. And everyone deflected and started talking about influencing kids and HIV and all this. And it was just like, yo, y'all missing the one big point. Yeah. What motherfucker got to understand is when I walk into the store and say I buy a Gucci bag or whatever the case may be, and it say it's $2,900, and I pay for this, you know, travel bag or whatever. If a year from now, if the fucking leather on that bag starts peeling, I could take that shit back to Gucci, and they're going to warranty it and replace that motherfucker and send me a brand new one. Real talk. When I buy a $150 shirt from you, but it's really an $8 shirt, and then the fucking lettering starts falling off and all that shit, you're going to tell me that I fucking wash it too rough or whatever like that and tell me to beat my motherfucking feet. That's the difference. It ain't no... Motherfuckers was really comparing this to Gucci and YSL and Hennessy and shit. I'm like, y'all do know that these are like international fashion houses that spend $200, $300, $400 million a year just marketing and fucking uh, quality control and shit like that on their brand to ensure that there are mechanisms that if something slips through the cracks and it's not created to their standard, there's a mechanism in place to remedy the situation because their brand equity means more to them than anything. And they're not going to let one shirt that got fucked up somewhere down the line and somebody going fucking viral create all this bad press for them. So there's a mechanism in place to remedy all of these situations and prevent that they happen going forward. Right. And that's the problem. So when you have a situation where you have the boots and you say, oh, 
your sister issues a press release and says, oh, it was a uh, it was a collaboration between us and the brand and blah, blah, blah. And then people find the brand's official Instagram and tag them to it. And they say, we have no idea about this brand or the the, ex- the existence of these boots. And so we need to do further investigation. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. Because yeah, see, I never knew about this. Boot yeah, shit. So you're trying to. So at this point, that's the first time you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar. That was not long ago. That was like 45 days ago. So then you fast. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> oh, so then you fast forward to now, where is the situation with this shirt? And it just says that there's a almost like a lack of pride that goes into this brand because you're not taking the extra five minutes to. Cut the tag out of the shirt. I mean, or, honestly, you shouldn't even have a shirt, though. Fuck cutting a tag out the shirt. Right, but at the bare minimum, it's from an effort standpoint. The bare minimum is you go online, you find H&M's fucking washing instructions for the shirt. You include washing instructions when you put it in your fucking polyurethane bag when you sell the shirt, and you cut the fucking tag out of the shirt so that it doesn't say HM.com when yeah. somebody fucking goes and looks on washing instructions on how to wash this motherfucking shirt. And I think that the bigger overall problem here is that me from the outside looking in, it appears to me that she's more of a socialite first and a brand owner second. And when your main thing that you care about and your main influence is taking cool pictures and taking trips and trying to motivate the people in the words of Meek Mill, you forget to troubleshoot little shit like checking the tags and shopping for a different vendor to do, to to produce um, button-down shirts for you and shit like that. When I was talking to my homegirl Nelsky, I said, yo, with the the rapid growth of all the, uh, like, all the shit in the, in the, um, in the clothing industry, there are incubators as close as California and New York where you can go with an idea in your head and they can create everything for you in that one incubator regardless of the budget. So if you got a $2,000 budget, a $5,000 budget, a $200,000 budget, they can create your logo. They can figure out, you know, where to put it, the stitching, what color, what is your, you know, your main color palette that you want to do and this and that. And from that, they can create samples and tech packs and this and that and provide you with vendors, all types of shit. If you go through them, you can find this shit on Instagram. Yeah. You can find it on YouTube. So it's like, yo, if you're not taking that extra time to go and seek out these resources, it's a lack of brand pride in your brand to me, or you're preoccupied with something other than making sure that this shit is the best that it can be. Yeah, I, I told you, I, I really felt as though there was one issue, and that was it. And I, I hate that this city will, like, run to, oh, y'all hating at least that's what I saw. It's when a I was lazy like, excuse it, it, of a response. It's like, nah, n- n- you're not hating. Maybe people just want decent quality shit for their hard-earned money. That's yeah. just me, though. I mean, like, realistically, I, me and my girl, we like going to Fogo de Chow, and we like going to motherfucking Del Frisco's. Wow, that heat just kicked on. Jesus Christ. The um, But it's like, yo, you go to Del Frisco's, and you pay for a filet, and the filet is 50 bucks. If they bring you out a motherfucking steak from IHOP, it's like, yo, uh, this ain't going to work, chief. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it, that's just kind of what it is. It's like the situation was nutty as shit. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
I understand the girl's reasoning and making the video. I don't, I, I'm not, you know me, I'm not no go to video person, but I understand the girl's frustration. Yeah. And then the guy posts, he was like, yo, I got the same shirt. My girl bought it for me. He posted it with the H&M. T- it's just like, all right, yeah, so this ain't like a one-off thing. You know, it's a bunch yeah. of people going through this shit. So, I don't know. Like I said, man, it's a, it's a lot of different, you know, ways to look at this. But it's just like, a, to me, it's just an effort thing. And it's like, yo, if you if you take the time to, you know, I spend, I work in a nightclub, is I spend countless hours of my week online, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, looking for this, looking for that, looking for ideas, looking for inspiration, blah, 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 looking for new talent, looking for people to host events and, like, all of that shit. And I put the man hours in, and it's like certain shit is, like, when I approach it, like, perfect example, we tried to book Dream Doll for an event for next Saturday for my man's birthday or whatever. And... I saw immediately on her page she has an event on February 8th in Philly. So when I contacted the person that reps her, I'm already coming to them saying, hey, I see I want to book her for February 10th in Philly, but I see she has an event for February 8th. Is she blacked out because of, usually it's like a blackout period before or after event in a certain market or whatever. So I'm going into it with the expectation of doing that because I did my fucking homework. So change industries in the in the fashion industry, if you take the time to do that extra little bit of homework and find a, uh, you might find a fucking guy, uh, in Delaware or something that fucking makes shirts or has a some sort of process that makes shirts. But you gotta, if you're not looking, then you're not gonna find the shit. Take Tay Modish for example. He got his start by literally making suits for people, like he's fucking semen and all that shit taking measurements like making custom suits for people and he puts that same approach into his brand and he literally probably not at this point but up for a while he was hand making every piece the t-shirts the uh the sweatshirts the sweatsuits the velour all that shit was being handcrafted by him or being looked over by him to where it's to a certain standard so to say oh everybody buy their shit from somebody else blah 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 not everybody does yeah, not everybody does, and the fact that H and M doesn't sell their merchandise on a wholesale capacity would tell you that because their brand identity is that of a low cost brand, they don't want people taking their product and then slapping a logo or whatever on it and rebranding it as something else. Because their brand ethics is we are a low-cost, affordable brand, and we want to remain that, and we want all of our products up to the same standard based off of our price point. So when when you put your logo on something that's not meant to be resold and you resell it, you dilute the process not only for the customer but for that other brand as well. And that's essentially abuse of their intellectual property, and that's where you open yourself up to a potential lawsuit. Which is the whole other thing people not talking about here? Yeah, I saw I saw people talking about that, and it, it, every, anybody who was any everybody who was anybody had something to say this week. And um, my biggest thing is that all the entrepreneurs came out and started speaking about y'all don't know what it take to run a business, and this and everything that was written, it was shit that was spelled wrong. Dollar signs <laughs> was in the wrong spot, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, I'm like. These are all entrepreneurs that are doing this. You know, yeah. like you, you like that can't speak publicly and can't like they don't understand what a semicolon is or a comma or a period. It's just like 
I don't know if these are the people y'all are supposed to be getting your motivation from. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like, and that that's more so the the tip I took away from all of this. It's like, is it hate? No. I saw you had that written down on the joint. Like, I don't necessarily think it's hate because if this didn't happen, people wouldn't have nothing to see. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't, yeah. be, it wouldn't be nothing to talk about. It, it wouldn't be a thing. I just really think at the end of the day, people want what they pay for. And it's like if you find out that you're paying for something that you shouldn't be paying for. It's like taking your car to the mechanic and he tell you some shit wrong that isn't just to hike up a price. Yeah, pretty much. You would feel taken advantage of. So it's like let's not di- let's not change the narrative because it's somebody that we know and somebody we like. And another thing that people aren't really realizing is that y'all are changing the the narrative and changing the story because instead of saying I get where the other side is coming from, y'all just being lazy and chalking it up to hating or y'all trying to ruin her and this that and the third. Like no, maybe I really spent my money and I didn't and, get what and, I paid And that's for. part that fucked me up because I tell you the girl had a lot of her items. Yeah. So it's like this girl doesn't hate her. No. That doesn't make any sense. No. You don't buy a bunch of shit repeatedly when you hate somebody. But if you come across them, like you could go to a nice restaurant five, six, seven times in a row. If you go on the eighth time and it's a fucking rat on your plate, <laughs> like what the hell is this? And that's that's the part that fucked me up. You're the probably most. not coming back the ninth time. And that's the part that fucked me up the most. Is like I think everybody just completely missed the the one issue, and that was my issue. Don't mention. Oh, people only pay for the name because that's bullshit. That's bullshit on every level. We ain't even got to talk about high end shit. Like I just talked about the water. Yeah, that's bullshit. Remember uh, the, the joint on Woodland Ave with the stuffed turkey burgers and shit. This shit is like thirteen, fourteen dollars, and you got to wait a day and a half. Yep. But you'll wait for it because you like the shit. But if you Where wait a day, at? huh? It's on a fifty four from fifty four from Woodland in Southwest. I can't say their name because they don't sponsor the show. But it's I'm like I need to go get one of these stuffed turkey burgers. But it's like, yo, you go there and pay your thirteen, fourteen dollars and wait for an hour and a half, and then they hand you a whopper. <laughs> it's like, you know what? <laughs> I could have been did this shit. I need to stop coming here. That and and that's pretty much what the whole issue, in a nutshell, was. And I find it hilarious that no one addressed that. Yeah. Everyone talked about hate, talked about tearing down black people. They don't want to see you win. Talked all this shit that wasn't an issue, especially since the girl supported the business. That made absolutely no sense. Yeah. None. I mean, I think there's a little bit of a uh, damsel in distress uh, piece to this also in regards to if everything in the scenario was the same, but Precious was the brand owner, number one, we probably wouldn't even have this much public support and outcry. And then number two, we probably wouldn't even have this many people coming to her defense, but when it's a pretty girl, nobody wants to feel like a pretty girl is being attacked, and people are just like, oh, yeah, no, y'all tripping because such and such, and she from the bottom and this and that. I've seen a lot of that, too. And I'm just like, yo, y'all are missing the point. Nobody, as an entrepreneur, nobody puts a gun to your head and says, you're going to sell these motherfucking shirts, I'm going to blow your motherfucking brains out. You make the decision to be in business. So when you do, everything that you present got to be right 
or you open yourself up to scrutiny. And once you open yourself up to scrutiny, it's up to you how you handle that. And there's either one of three ways to handle a problem. Either you go to it, you go through it, or you go around it. And if you make the decision that every problem you get, you're going to go around, eventually there's going to be a problem that comes your way that just blockades your business as a whole and you are unable to go forward because of all the other issues that you skipped over or skipped around and did not face head on because then you will become a spin master and people will, will begin to lose faith in you because they'll feel like you pissing on me and telling me that it's raining. Yeah. And that's the slippery slope that she's sliding down right now where it's like, instead of saying, yo, you know what? I probably finessed a little bit too hard. You know what I'm saying I probably finessed a little bit longer than I needed to. You know, I had a I had a, an immediate need to produce these items because the business grew faster than I thought it would. I was unable to pair with the vendor as quickly as I needed to. So to remedy the situation and to keep providing the products that y'all wanted, I printed XYZ 60, 70, 80 shirts on these H&M shirts as a stopgap until I found a vendor who could provide something that I felt was as good or better quality than what I was finding locally at the uh, H&M. I'm very sorry that this happened, blah, blah, blah. Anybody that wants a full refund can be issued one, blah, blah, blah. Or I can replace the product once the new ones come in, da, 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 da. The crazy part is, is like, niggas is so stupid, you probably could get the same quality shirt and just not have it have an H&M tag in it, and you'd be straight. Yep. Because niggas don't understand quality. They don't. They just, I'm just not even trying to be funny. They Arguably, just don't. like, the same shit that's in Target, like the Massimo and all that, them same shirts with the similar price points at H&M shit, they're the same fucking quality. Hell yeah. <laughs> It's the same quality. Like, I have thousand thread sheets. I love them. Yeah. And I, once I started buying, I can't sleep on like a 400 or a 500. I like thousand thread, thread sheets. Yeah. I understand that. The, so I'll pay $270 for a fucking bed sheet set or whatever the fuck it's going to be when I, you know, I got 20% off coupons at Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> but it's like, whatever the fuck it is going to be after the 20%. But it's just like, yo, if I pay for this and I open it and this is a 300 count thread sheet what's happening yeah because I, I i wanted that and that's more so what i what i mean it's like you can't explain that to people who have fake jewelry they're just not gonna get it yeah because all they care about is the end result they don't care about all the in between and all of that shit and the why of why does the rolex cost twenty thousand dollars well because you have this 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 that. they don't understand pieces in the watch they don't give a fuck about i've been doing a lot of little research we had a me and chad had a rolex (laughs) conversation last week that was fantastic we talked for about 25 minutes about the shit after the show And, and, and it's just like i told you yeah for my birthday i'm gonna go ahead and do one you know buy myself one i've been looking at this this and the third i really like xyz and it's like I have my Apple Watch on. I have three hundred. I probably have more than three hundred dollars in my pocket. I could go buy a Rolex right now. It wouldn't be real, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, but it'll say Rolex. But it'll say Rolex. <laughs> but you, but and but when you say, "Damn, that's nice, yo." Let me see it. Chill. Relax yourself over there. Right. Well, Ocho Cinco said that uh, when he was a player, he always had fake name brand shit, and he's like, "I'm an NFL player." People think that I'm yeah, dropping. Nobody would question it. Yeah, nobody <laughs> will question that it's real. He's like, I'm not, I'm not dropping, you know, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars on whatever it is, and nobody, nobody doubts it. I'm an yeah. NFL player. But that's fucked up. And his, and I get what he's saying, but the overall mind state just tells me that like he just a fuck nigga. Period. Yeah, like, like that's bullshit. Well, I mean, have you seen a, his car? You saw what he, you see what he drives? No. 
He drives one of those little like smart Priuses. Yeah, yeah, but he it, does. But it, but he's it's matte black with rims on it. <laughs> All of that is cool, but my whole thing is it's like. Like Matt said, why buy a fake this when you can just buy a real this? Like, like I'm on Lehigh Avenue today. I'm looking at the stand. The uh, it's a stand at Broad and Lehigh. The nigga got Gucci purses, Michael Kors purses, YSL purses, fucking Chanel bag, and I'm thinking to myself, like, who actually buys this shit? Right. But then I go on Instagram and I see people that I'm like, I know damn well you don't got a fifty six hundred dollar bag. Well, I you don't have a fifty six hundred dollar living situation. Yesterday I bought a apparent Carson Wentz Super Bowl shirt from some guy at the gas station for ten bucks. <laughs> That's a little bit different because literally whatever – on a given time, there might be 10 different brands. I just had to make sure to, the, they had the right Roman numerals on right. them. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, at any given time, 10 different brands might have the right to, like, print NFL merch or right. whatever like that. But at one given time, the jerseys and shit like that, yeah. there's only one person who has the rights to that. Yeah. So if you go buy a T-shirt from a guy at a gas station, it's like, ah, but you're not expecting that T-shirt to last you for two, three, or four years. But if you bought a $60 T-shirt from Fanatics or some shit like that, you might expect it to last longer than, like, three weeks. You, know yeah. you my, might expect that your expectation changes the more coin that you drop. My thing in the grand scheme of things is I don't know the girl. I've never met her. I, never, I know her very I, well. I never spoke to her. She seemed okay. I, I, I don't got like, and that's the the corny part that I hate about this city is that if you say yo, I think you on some bullshit, motherfuckers like oh you hating? Yeah. Nah, I'm not. Hating. I just think you on some bullshit. Yeah. That's where motherfuckers was at this week, and I took I literally sat back and read and watched it all to the point where it just it became annoying. I'm like, yo, the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, why are we not talking about that? Like, I like, why are we going on and on and on about this? It's like, motherfuckers like, oh, see, pulling up old shit. Like, oh, see, she did this and this. And it's like, well, if you know this, stay the <laughs> fuck away. It's like, what? Like, 15 minutes. You, right. ain't, you ain't got nothing but, you don't only, you only have to show me that you want some bullshit like one or two times. Like, when they shut down the Chinese store, the L&I, and, and like, you, we ain't got to worry about that. Opening up no more. I don't care when it opened back up. They, yeah. Like I wasn't going in there to begin with. It's like, and that's more so my joint. It's like black people, especially y'all, the entrepreneurs and the ballers and the you know the shot callers and all. Like y'all supposed to be of a certain creed and of a certain caliber. Like love always say cloth and all this. Yeah. Stuff. Like to where you ain't even supposed to be worried about certain things and say. I'm telling you, I saw a lot. A lot of the tastemakers and the movers and shakers and the entrepreneurs and all of that just say a lot of stupid ass shit this week that yeah. literally made no fucking all sense. All they had to do was say, I stand with her and I'm just supporting her through this tough. I'm saying, but to try to formulate like these whole crazy ass arguments, you look stupid. Like, you look like a fucking asshole. And I get it. You like her or that's your friend or whatever. You want to stand with your friend, which is cool to support people. But behind closed doors, you might need to be like, oh, you need to do da 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 da. You gotta at some point, you gotta have a keep it real moment with people that you care about. Exactly. Like, 
I'm the no man for several people in my life. No, because no, you already know me. <laughs> I'm the no man. I'm like, don't, yeah. don't ask me with your stupid like, shit. I'm like, I'm, gonna tell I'm you. like, that's absolutely fucking stupid. That's just you know bullshit. Saying? And it's just like somebody hit me up last night. A friend of mine hit me up last night and was like, yo, I need some bare knuckle, raw, honest ass advice because my girlfriends is not going to give it to me. I need you to tell me what the fuck is wrong with me or why am I getting into these situations and don't pull no punches. That's what people come to me for. The fucking keep it real moments. My homegirl Nelsky came to me and said, "Hey, I want your take on this." And then she, once I gave her my take, she said, "Damn, I didn't even think about it like that." You know what I'm saying so. It's like at some point, people have to be okay with being criticized. I'm totally fine with it. I don't like to be criticized, so I just quality control a lot of shit in my life so that when I present shit, it's already right and I don't have to be fucking criticized. But I'm not above criticism and I'm not above somebody saying, hey, you can do this a different way or a better way. <laughs> do, do you know at one point in my life I rapped? I did not know that. Listen, me and my man, uh, he was a singer. Like, he used to sing and shit. Mm -hmm. And he 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 actually had a, had a uh, little deal and shit at one point. And I, I wanted to rap, so it was like, yo, let's let's do a couple tracks. He had a whole studio set up in his crib and all that shit. So we went in and we put together basically like a R. Kelly and like the worst of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And I'm like so hype about the shit, and I listened back to it, and I'm like, it stinks. I'm done with this rap shit. You know? And and it's like, I'm a realist. I I can't fake the fizzle. No. Yeah. I hate when you start texting. No, I'm sorry. It's business shit. It's like, I can't fake the fizzle. I just can't do it. It's like, it, if something is good, it's good. Like the 444 shit. It's just not good. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's it was it's, good for nine business days. It, it, like, I, I, I'm not one of them people that it's like... Like, perfect example. Biggie. You know I love Biggie. I love Jazzy Faye. Then I hate Jazzy Faye. <laughs> Jazzy Faye did... Uh, Hey, let's get away. That joint for T.I. Yeah. That was my shit. Jazzy also did uh, the Biggie duets. I hated this. <laughs> I wanted to choke this nigga. And Biggie, my man, I hated that album. Right. Hated it. Hated it. I didn't even really like Born Again, for real, for real. The joint with Cash Money in the morning and Dead Wrong was cool. Yeah, I was going to say Dead Wrong was the standout. But it's just, I'm one of them people. It's like, no matter how much I like you, no matter how much I'm a fan or whatever it is, I got to keep it a buck, yo. The Cavs stink right now. I'm a LeBron fan. Right. They awful right now. It just is what it is. I, I, I can't lie to you. I can't be like, oh, yeah, man. That's why, I like, honestly, I think I'm going to be terrible as a dad. Like, my son in Little League, like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, I can't be off. You'll get him next time. What the fuck was that? That's going to be me. You're not going to be on the team next time if you keep this shit up. Dog, I'm working overtime to pay for this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I can't lie. I, I'm just not one of them people. It's like I, something go on, and I'll have my opinion on it. And, uh, like, we talked about it earlier. The opinion might not be popular, but in my mind, the shit is right. When it came to this situation... Did she do something wrong? No, I don't think she did something wrong. Yeah, I don't think it was like unethical. I don't think it was like morally wrong. No, in the grand scheme of, of wrong shit you can do, this is very low on the scale. No, I just think it was tacky. That's yeah. it. I just think it was tacky and lazy. And, and, and the girl had a legitimate 
a, a legitimate argument. I thought that when the girl initially put the video up, I don't think she intended for it to get this big. Like, no. The shit reached Philly Mag. Yeah. Philly Mag did a fucking story on yeah, this shit. Yeah, what was that about? Philly Mag did a story on this shit, like, recapping the backstory of it and the history of the brand and putting up tweets from people that was on both sides or whatever. And they said that they reached out to her and she declined for comment or whatever. And oh, I'm just yeah. like, yo, for the shit to reach that threshold to where it's like, somebody had to submit that shit. Yeah. Or tag them and be like, hey, check this out or whatever. And they took the time, a writer for an accredited magazine took the time to write about some shit that transpired on social media. So that tells you the power of social media. And because of that is why I didn't speak on this on social media. Right. I people that I know that I'm friends with or have a relationship with. They asked me for my opinion, and I gave it to them. Probably about three or four people asked for my opinion, and I gave it to them in private. And I told all of them the same exact story. I copied and pasted the shit and told them all the same exact story because I don't want my, I don't want my words to be misconstrued. But I also, because she's a, a black woman, I'm not going to go on a public forum like Instagram or whatever or Twitter or whatever and, and bash her because when you write shit down, it changes, like, mm-hmm. it can change the meaning of something that you could be in a very innocent or a very encouraging manner. It can change it all the way around. Like, honestly, and I, I, again, people will, like, I, I've I've seen people say, like, oh, Matt, you're arrogant or you think you're better than people. It's like, well, yeah. I, I, in this climate, yeah. Because I had parents. I have two wonderful parents. I went to kindergarten. I, I know how to interact with others. I understand low class. I understand ignorance. Yeah. And a lot of the shit I saw this week from both sides was tacky, was low class, and was very, very ignorant on both sides. Yeah. From from the people who were attacking, from the people who to the people who were defending, it was just like y'all really like a bunch of ignorant ass niggas at at the end of the day. Like the shit like I'm telling like real live business owners was arguing with people, talk like I pull up, you don't know. <laughs> this is not the pull up situation. No. Don't pull up. Bushimi dead ass almost went under. From a cease and desist yeah. joint. I had a situation. You with- me the owner wasn't getting on Instagram talking about pussy. I pull up. Yeah. Like no, you don't. It, it, you don't. You just don't act like that. Now I'll say that in the grand scheme of things with her, I felt like she didn't address the situation, but she handled it pretty classy because it wasn't no arguing and bickering back yeah. and forth. Yeah. You're just not supposed to do that shit. Yeah. And a lot of these ignorant ass niggas just don't know that. Like, yeah. it's like every little thing, oh, what? What pussy? I, like, no, nah, you don't do that. Real quick, two two quick stories about where this could potentially, where scenarios like this can potentially go. Matt brought up the Bushimi situation. For those of you that are not aware, John Bushimi was a part of a brand called Gourmet uh, back in the mid-2000s. And basically what they did was deconstructed versions of Air Jordans. They were a small company. They was under the radar, like selling less than like 30,000 pairs of shoes. But nonetheless, they were starting to make an impact on the culture. They had a big order coming up with another, uh, with like a large boutique or whatever. And Nike got wind of the shit, sent them a cease and desist, shut the whole business down, froze all their assets, fucked everything around. Because, and they sent them a 700-page fucking lawsuit detailing how they violated this copyright law, this trademark, this patent, this, 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 that, and the third, and all the shit that they had rights to. Mm-hmm. And basically, we're going to turn Gourmet and John Buscemi inside out and, and fuck them in court. 
The only thing that saved them was the fact that they got their hands on an email yeah, he had a collusion from a joint. Nike rep yeah, yeah. saying, if you sell gourmet, you can't get any more of our products, and it proved collusion. And when they went to go to Oregon to meet with Nike, they provided the email, and they said, you know what? Don't sell no more motherfucking shoes. We're going to make all this shit go away. Because Nike's brand equity means more to them than it getting out there that they tried to pull a collusion tactic yeah. on a small independent brand because the public perception is going to be it's the big guy crushing, crushing the, the little, little guy. guy. Exactly. And that shit is not worth it for some guys that might have made a couple hundred grand selling shoes. You know what? It's all in good faith. Don't sell no more motherfucking shoes, though, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Let's hug and everybody. Let's go get a go to Starbucks and get a motherfucking. There's latte. cookies and punch. <laughs> it's for us to enjoy <laughs> in the break room. So that's the first scenario. Yeah. So they got extremely lucky, and through that, John Buscemi realized the importance of creating original product, and he took something that he was inspired by, which is the Birkin bag, and used it as inspiration to create his shoe line, which is now one of the biggest fucking shoe lines in Neiman Markets and Saks and all of that. Bounced all the way back. Bounced all the way back by creating something as opposed to stealing, stealing something. something. See the difference? It's a wonderful point. Inspir I thought I had the best point of that. That's good. Inspiration versus theft. It's a big-ass difference. It's a lot of that going on, too. Second scenario where shit can all go wrong. So that's a redemption story. Yeah. Second scenario where it can all go wrong. There was an online retailer called Shop Nasty Gal. A lot yeah. of ladies that listen to this show probably are very familiar with it. Shop Nasty Gal was known for basically taking popular designs that they found and reimagining them with their product and branding them under the Shop Nasty Gal banner. Jewelry, clothing, shoes, everything, you name it. Whatever popular product was out probably last season or whatever, they had a, th their version of it this season for 78% less than what the original fucking... Like a Fashion Nova. Like a Fashion Nova, exactly. But the problem was they were taking so many products and not keeping track of where shit was coming from. They stole an earring design that turned out to be uh, part of an international trademark and copyright got sued by the owner of the, uh, the the patent and the trademark, the company was worth $100 million at the time. They were forced to completely liquidate all the company's assets, all the fucking proceeds, all the money, whatever that they made. Everything got fucking liquidated. It fucking bankrupted the company, broke them all the way down to bare, the bare bones. Boohoo sweeps in and buys them for pennies on the dollar, and the fucking owner is out on the fucking street. Off of, you sell thousands of products. One little earring design bankrupt a nine-figure company. That's what we're talking about in terms of how left this shit and, and can go my, my thing when you're is, dealing with intellectual property. One other thing. It's like I don't know jack shit about fashion. You know this. We, we talk at nauseam about it. And for me, not being a fashionista or a fashion nova, I don't know what the fuck the term <laughs> is. It's like for me not being a fashion-inclined person, I know a lot of stolen designs when it comes to a lot of these local businesses. These because it's so blatant. And, and my thing is, how are y'all high fashion or high, you know, whatever you want to call yourself, people, and y'all don't know it, or do y'all just not care? Does that make any sense? Yes, absolutely. Like, Off-White, Givenchy, Balenciaga, these big Tom Ford, Gucci, it's like... I see them put out shit. Then I see these other brands put, and I'm like, all right, 
somebody's gonna get sued sooner or later because it's, it's it's just like no, nah, it, it it don't work like that. And with social media, all it takes is enough admixes to get the attention of one of these big brands or whoever is a social media coordinator. And next thing you know, you get a seven hundred and seventy-two page fucking lawsuit. Uh, one one of my homies out there, he made a very good point. We was talking about niggas with the, five more minutes. Well, he was talking about the quality and shit and. Like we we was talking about the quality. Sorry about that. We was talking about the quality and the uh, the um. Damn, what the fuck was he like? Like niggas not really having real shit. Yeah, it's like take Sean for instance. Shout out Sean. Sean will post a picture of Balenciagas or some Tom Fords or some Giuseppes, or, and he'll at Tom Ford Balen. You know why he can do that? Because they're real, it's authentic product. It's real. <laughs> The, you, niggas that put on like they'll put on the, the Milano shirt and at Milano because it's it's a Milano shirt you bought yeah. from Milano but like they'll have on a Rolex they don't tag Rolex <laughs> in that picture I was crying like yeah, you ain't lying about that like they won't tag Montclair in that picture because that shit ain't a Montclair right it's, it's it's crazy that we live in a society where fake merchandise runs almost as rampant as it it's more fake shit than real shit yeah they do news stories on the shit every fucking month about Crazy. different cities and you know the presence of a, a black market merchandise and they, it's all over the fucking news i seen a boy the other day walking across the street downtown he had on fake easies i mean they were so fake like they blatantly made, fake. they made my feet hurt like i started curling my toe I'm like jesus christ some jones look crazy yeah but the, but for him in his mind all he cares about is easy the brand and having yeezy on his feet yeah he he don't give a fuck about the backstory and the fact that this shit was in like some African cab or whatever the fuck <laughs> getting transported here. He doesn't care about that shit. I got the Yeezys on, motherfucker, and I dare you to say something. As that's real though, and that 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 be my biggest thing with all of this is like, just treat yourselves better, man. If you 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 work hard, some of us do. You work hard, you do your thing out here, yeah. whatever it is you do. Cut the fake shit Cut the yeah. bullshit out Listen this I'll tell y'all a story About me growing up This is how in love I was with clothes And how much I just didn't want to be Like a dusty Like poo butt nigga Alright now you're at 15 I came from a teen I, I grew up with a teenage mother My mother was 15 When she had me She was 16 When she had my brother Me and my brother Are a year and six months apart Um so with that being said, by the time I got old enough to like, you know, get to middle school and high school and shit like that, I really started to like fall in love with clothes. So what I would do is on a given day, you know, my mom was, you know, she worked uh, as a nurse's assistant and then eventually got a job with a health center, independent health center and all that and started to make, you know, a little bit better money. So my mom would give me like five bucks a day. This carbon day to me telling you how old I am. My mom would give me like five bucks a day for lunch. What I would do my, is... My daily uh, allowance was 10. I guess that's why I'm twice your size. <laughs> so I used to get five bucks a day. So what I would do is I would uh, not eat or like one of the girls or one of my friends or somebody at school would give me food. Like just on the... Oh, I'm not going to eat on my lunch. You can have half of it, whatever, whatever. So I would take that $5 and save it. I'm and, spending this dime. And then at the end of the week, I would have like 25 or 30 bucks or whatever. I might My dad might give me like... For his his every two week forty bucks or whatever, so now I got seventy eighty bucks. What I would do is go to the Gap outlet because they had all the same shit the Gap had, and the Gap didn't really turn over their inventory that much, but it was like forty sixty percent off. So I would go there and buy a pair of jeans or buy a shirt every week, or buy a pair of jeans and a shirt every week. And then after a while, after like two three months of this shit, now I got 
three weeks worth of fucking, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying, clothes and I can mix and match my shit. And that's how I built my fucking wardrobe up. So I sacrificed, I was so in love with clothes, I sacrificed eating in order to buy fucking clothes. Yeah, I ate every day in the same t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to put it in the grand scheme of things, it's just to say, hey, if you pass on a couple fake rollies, if you got four fake rollies, if you pass on a couple fake rollies, you can just go get a real one for two grand at $3,000. We say it all the time. It's hard for niggas to pass over a couple hundred bucks for 10000 It's just hard. Yeah. It's just very hard. And it's like if in the greater I'm a firm believer in karma. I know everybody might not be. I Yo, know some people my karma might not is instant. Like I, I'm I'm <laughs> a firm believer believer in karma. I don't take nothing, I don't steal nothing, I leave people shit alone. I try not to just like just be messed. I, I just yeah. I stay away from the dumb yeah. shit to the point where I don't even really come I'm like a recluse just because I don't want to get mixed up. Like uh. when the lightning bolt hits you. I don't want to catch no motherfucking shot from yeah. it. Like, that's how I am. Yeah. So it's like, I just like in this later part of my life, stay to myself. I'm around my girl, close friends, you, y'all, you know, yeah, like, yeah. my fuckers don't even come to my crib. And it's just, I stay away from folk because folks always got some silly shit going on. Yep. And it's just like, yo, you see these people, it's like, I like, I know that shit is fake. <laughs> like, I, I can clearly see that shit fake. Why are you doing this? Yeah. It's like rappers, niggas that niggas that really get to a, a a a nice check. Why do you have fake jewelry? Why is it that important to you? I respect Joe Buttons. Joe Buttons got a clean ass yacht master too. Yep. Always has it on. I don't got a, a Patek, a motherfucker, all all, all this book, bunch of stupid ass fake right. bullshit. <laughs> I got one nice ass watch. This shit always yeah. on. Waka Flocka says something that was so smart and so important. He said, man, say y'all young niggas out here, y'all fucking buying 10 years worth of jewelry in two years. is like, and you look up and you fucking broke. And then eventually, like, you realize, like, he's like, he's like, why don't you spread that shit out over a couple of years to it to look like you constantly, like, upgrading and you just, like, blowing your motherfucking bag. Next thing you know, you out the music industry, you don't got no more motherfucking money. So it's like the, the, the excess part of it is like, that shit will bankrupt you faster than fucking anything. Niggas, I feel like they just get to certain... Like, with tattoos. Motherfuckers be 17, completely covered. You know you can't get any more of that shit. <laughs> like, you get 30, it's just done. Like, motherfuckers literally just overdo... Like, when Man Man die, you don't even got no space for Rip Man Man. It's just like, people just do overdo everything, and they do shit that doesn't need to be done. You don't need a fake fur. You can go buy a real winter coat. Yeah, do that make sense? Yeah. No. Yes. It just—it's just what it is. You just don't need some of the shit. It's like, yo, if you can get yourself a nice watch, you can get yourself a Rolex, or we were talking about it before we started, Audemars and yeah. all. Like, you can get a very, very ni nice Audemars for sixteen, seventeen grand. You can get a very nice Rolex for ten, eleven. You get a used one for seven or eight. You, that's cool if you want to spend that and you're in a situation that you can. Yeah. But if you're not. Cool. Go on to Chrono 24. Go on to motherfucking World of Watches. They got all kinds of shit in your price point. That's nice. All type of cool nice. shit. Nice. A couple years ago, motherfuckers was wearing the iGucci's real heavy. I had one. I had the Grammy edition of the iGucci. That shit was like a $1,700 watch. And I got more compliments on that than on fucking some of my Rolexes that I had over the years. $1,700 watch. So ultimately... I remember Jules had the... Uh the white 25th anniversary LRG joint that Kanye had on yeah. when he did the uh, the, uh, the the show on VH1 Storytellers. Yeah. And I, I was in love with that joint. And then finally it was like I, I had the money. I'm like, I'm going to get me one of them joints. Was getting ready to order it off eBay. And I just was like, 
Nah, I'm gonna just get a regular G Shock, and that, I bought, and I was cool with that shit. Right. And just like, I don't need. But here I go to cap. I saw it on eBay. The real one was like six seventy five. Motherfucker have one on eBay for thirty nine ninety nine. Buy it now. And I'm like, <laughs> I should pull the trigger on this. <laughs> but I'm like, nah. I'm this shit gonna stop working in four business days. It's like why? And I, I don't even understand why motherfuckers invite that shit into their lives. Like, you don't gotta be on some bullshit all the time. No, you don't. Like it's okay that you don't that you Chanel bags. I like I see them up and down my Instagram timeline all You know who I blame time. for the Chanel bag craze? Fucking Jeezy, man. That shit is all eh. Jeezy's fault. All I ever want is a bad bitch in a Chanel bag. All the street niggas want it because they know she got Chanel swag. Ever since that shit, every for me it was more so future. Chanel number nine, Chanel number five, you got them both. It was just like, when I remember <laughs> hearing that, it was like you just started seeing Chanel everywhere. It's crazy. And, and it, it's it, crazy. It's become the number one status symbol for a woman. For Yeah, for young black women, yeah. And it's just like, y'all can't believe that all these bags is real. Y'all can't believe that we believe that all these bags is real. These are cars y'all, y'all, y'all got on y'all fucking hip, man. On your shoulder, you got a fucking like a Honda. You got a 2012 Honda Accord <laughs> Sport on your motherfucking shoulder. I don't believe you. In the words of Pimp C, I don't believe you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but wrapping up the whole situation, like I said, I don't think she necessarily was doing nothing wrong. I felt like she had to. She had to know. I, I don't think she's like to the point where it's like people are handling her shit for her. So it's like they had to know about the H and M shirts. Yeah. For sure, it was a it was a bad decision. You could get regular shirts. They should just address the shit. Yeah, we fucked up. Bring the shirt in. We get you another one. Yeah. Keep it moving. But to go and do the whole rant, or if you're not in a, if you're not in a financial position to do that, then it can be like, yeah, we if you you know show show us that you know you bought one, whatever, we give you fifty percent off your next purchase. Or you know what I'm saying whatever to where it's like you entice them to spend more money with you, and you don't got to give them no money back. But but honestly, we as, as before we get out of here, we got to stop that shit in Philadelphia, that everything is hate because it's not. No, it's not. Sometimes our eyes just work and people be on some bullshit. I said that's one of my, <laughs> that's one of my uh, classic lines. Our <laughs> eyes work. Like, perfect, I can see you. Perfect example. You're talking to somebody who literally downloaded Dream Chasers 1, Dream Chasers 2, Dream Chasers 3. You know I loved R.I.P. Little Snoop. That was my goddamn shit. Somebody who downloaded Dream Chasers 4. Someone who physically went out and purchased Dreams. And I hadn't bought... I bought, an, I bought three copies I of hadn't bought an album in fucking 10 years. I went out and bought Dreams and Nightmares because I was fucking with Meek that much. You're talking to someone who on Apple Music and on fucking... Uh, what's my other John title? Downloaded uh, Dreams Worth More Than Money. When he got into it with Drake and Drake dropped motherfucking... Uh, back to back. Back to back. I'm like, yeah, Meek, you, you lost. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you lost. Motherfuckers like, oh, you hating on Meek? No, I have all of this. I have his old discography. Work. And then you see now, I bought wins and losses. Physically bought it to buy it. And I said to everyone, wins and losses is all that. I'm not hating on right. you, but I'm a realist. You ch- and then this is the crazy part. When the shit happened, I told niggas Meek was high. That's the only reason he said that shit. He had to been high as shit. Yeah. Niggas like, oh man, you hating? Why you putting that on a young boy that he on some on some other shit getting high? Then Meek come out and say, <laughs> yeah man, I was getting high. I was fucking with yeah, the perks was, and I the lean. And, lean down and my nigga, mind. niggas like, yo, he real as shit for telling. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> I said this a year ago, but that's just how we are as a people. Motherfuckers, here. It's, I mean, sometimes it's it's not the message; it's the messenger. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes just certain shit coming from this, going back to the four 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 shit. Sometimes certain messages, even though other people have given us the same content coming from big homie, now it's like, oh, now we ready to get our yeah. shit together. Now I'm gonna pay that old motherfucking Verizon bill from seven years yeah. ago. You know what I'm saying? When most credit professionals would tell you that once something goes into bad debt, you don't even don't never you pay don't, that. You don't, shit. you don't pay because it's, it's just it's, it's just, a just it's just a new action on your account. <laughs> yeah, just just nuke the shit. And get it and try to get it deleted or Real whatever. Talk. Don't pay them shit because now you admitting guilt. Once they do a charge off, holla back. Holla back. You ain't getting shit. Man. Just wait the time out or wait. pay somebody to remove them off. Pay to get it off or wait the time <laughs> out. Just what it is. My homie, he got a credit card. Nigga uh, had a $3,000 limit, spent all the shit up at KOP. They closed out the credit card. The shit went in the collection. They charged the shit off. He got Lex in the law to take that shit off. <laughs> I said, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna take the temporary hit, but in the long run, all this shit is free. Yeah, this is just this is it's free real Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. So, uh, in the last couple of weeks, man, we've been giving y'all a lot of gems. One, the fans don't uh, the 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 artists don't fall off. Sometimes the fans do. Uh, sometimes the the message is uh, is less important than the messenger. And, uh, you know, we just want everybody to just, you know, have a productive 2018. January was a long-ass year, but we made it through. Yeah. Uh, the year now begins all over in February. Man, y'all got 11 months to do shit right, get y'all shit right. You know what I'm saying? My birthday's coming up. I'm accepting PayPals between now and then. You Feel free to send five Oh, bucks. you want to discuss the internet topic you put up real quick? We oh, can do yo. the rest of this shit later. Super quick, super quick, because I know Just Ray go home and shit. Me too. <laughs> and uh, the internet topic was this, and I'm going to read this to y'all. And I got this shit sent to me by like 15 different women, and I want to rumble We can put this up y'all. right now, though, right, Just? Cool. All right, and I want to rumble all of y'all. But uh, <laughs> the, it was on Baller Alert or Shade Room or whatever, and the cat in the, 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 the John said, I've seen men leave five to ten year relationships, turn around and get married to a woman he's known for six months, and he does all the things his ex always begged him to do. Word of advice, stop preaching to these men. They hear you. He's not going to ever be the man you want him to be because you're not the woman he wants to be with. People change for who they want, period. My immediate thought with this is, who is the bitter broad that's with somebody for five or ten years trying to coax them into changing as opposed to taking a personal inventory and saying, this shit ain't working, I'm out of here. Why are you so invested in changing who you with into who you want them to be instead of being the best version of yourself in letting them see that and leading by example and letting them see how good of a person you are and showing that you value yourself and not taking the shit and giving him a choice of either staying or going as opposed to, you know, you need to such and such and such yeah. every, you know, you need to like, why bother? Yeah. I, that part of it, I just don't get. And it's like women was like championing this like, yeah, because I know because such, 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 and such. All the signs was probably there that you shouldn't have been dealing with this nigga from the beginning. Yo, I said <laughs> I, I was saying it earlier. I, can I tell a quick story real quick? Absolutely. All right, so I'm, I'm driving a 54, right? I'm driving a bus. Couple gets on. This ain't about the shit on my story yesterday. Yo, all of that went like viral. <laughs> the um, This was today, actually. Nigga, guy gets on. 
He walks past me. He's like, yeah, she got me, fam. Walks to the back. Chick step comes on behind him. She shows the red, white, and blue car. And I'm talking about showed it like, like I'm like, we not you, you can't use them no more. They, them shits, they stopped using them uh, middle of January. I'm like, mind you, when you use it, you got to pay 125 like a reduced fare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you can't use it. She like, really? So what I got to do? I'm like, pay. <laughs> She's like, how much is it? I'm like, it's 250 a piece. It's $5. So she was like, babe, to him, he and this nigga is... He just sprawled out on the back. He's in West Philly. <laughs> That's how far in the back of the bus this nigga is. He's in all the way in the back of the bus. She like, babe, it's it's $5. He like, what? She like, yeah. He says, $5. I can't use this. We got to pay $5. He like, man, back door. All in the back door. He like, get off. We just wait for the next one. Because he on some bullshit. He get off the back. She walk off the front. I'm like, sis. Five dollars is the why are you following this? <laughs> I was ready to kidnap her. I'm like, why are you following this nigga? But that's uh, really how ridiculous shit. Like, I understand people go through hard times. I went through them. hard times, em- emotional lows. You know, monetary situation. Life is life, dog. The shit go up and down. But your respect for yourself should never drop that low to where you just out in the streets on some bullshit. Out in the street, had a bullshit in your house. Keep it in your house. Right. <laughs> Weezy said it best. Uh, look good for the public leader drama in the Rolls Royce. Choice yeah. of car that we moving. Like, keep that bullshit over there. But when you come outside to where you in the streets and motherfuckers see y'all out here, like, y'all know I can see the both of y'all, right? <laughs> so now it's registered in my mind that he on some bullshit and you down with it. Yep. No. And that's my joint. Like, when it comes to relationships, motherfuckers literally have a relationship where the person who you with don't even like fuck with you. They don't do the bare minimum. Not like fuck buying you Chanel bags or this that, and third. I'm talking about a motherfucker that like you know good and goddamn well you ain't gotta like run around and try to scramble up some money to pay this or to do this or this that. And that. Like I work hard as shit, and that's not for like. Like, no applause and no shit. I do that just because I like my shit a certain way, and I know my lady like her shit. So it's just like, right. yo, I take them hits, them lumps. I'll go do OT and put this money up and this, that, and the third because of the simple strength that I like having happiness. You know, when we come to fuck home, we can, everything's on demand. The shit is all, like, we can do whatever. Exactly. And and I don't understand how motherfuckers really just be out in the, like, if you running around in the streets on the bus not paying to get on them, why the fuck is there a woman following you? It's bonkers. Exactly. It's bonkers when you really sit back and think about it. A dog this shouldn't be following you. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. But it, it's the world we live in. My like, man, my man Esco, my old head, he says all the time, he said 80% of, of women's problems are usually of their own doing. Because the thing is, we as men, or the smart men anyway, have accepted that y'all are smarter than us on the whole. Mm-hmm. What y'all do lack, though, is common fucking sense Yeah. in a lot of scenarios. And you'll be in a situation and everything about a motherfucker be wrong. Like, if it's ten categories, nine and a half is wrong. But the half a category that is right, which is usually some form of sex, that's what's holding you on to every to this big-ass problem yeah. that you have in your life. And he's essentially a fucking cancer in every other aspect of your life. Mentally, physically, he don't bring nothing financial to the table. He don't got no advice. He don't got no education, none of that shit. And you stay 
I remember Chick on my block was because like because the sex is great. Chick on my block was rumbling uh, like her boyfriend. Like think about how crazy that sounds. She was rumbling the boyfriend, and I come outside. I see her. She's sitting on the step crying. I come <laughs> over. I'm trying not to laugh, but I come <laughs> over. I'm like, you all right? And she like, yeah, no, we just had a fight, you know, da 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 And I'm talking about her eye is on Leon Spinks versus Tyson. And I'm like, oh, shit. She like, yeah, I know he love me, but you, I'm like, love you, baby. You got to put a steak on that thing. I'm like, that that ain't love, shorty. Like, your, your shit is like, you might have, like, retina damage. Like, that's not... Like you got the game fucked up. That ain't this ain't that. What Jeezy say? That ain't this. That ain't and this, this and ain't this that. ain't that. And bitch, I'm strapped. <laughs> <laughs> like this ain't that, yo. Like nah, and I like it's weird. We had a question. Uh, the the question said why. Hold on, let me go back to it because it was actually pretty good. Since we're talking about this, um, why does it? Why did I love the show? You know all of that. You know, hey guys. You know all that bullshit. Are you ready for the question? Mm-hmm. Why is it that getting married for men is like a loss, but getting married for women is like you've made it? I think it goes back to what Chris Rock said um, years and years ago, which is men and women have different tests in life. And a man's test in life is typically a woman, and a woman's test in life is typically material. And the things that we value are just so drastically different. Like women value like security and um, stability and shit like that. And a man ultimately like for the most part, you know, Matt being the exception, but men for the most part just want to fuck who they want and, you know, drive something that's pretty cool or whatever. And, you know, be able to eat a steak here and there. I'm saying it's like the shit that we care about is just like, so minuscule in the grand scheme of things compared to like what women care about. Like a woman want to come home to somebody and decompress and talk about their day and all that shit. I, I enjoy those things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but for the most part, like a, a man, like can can live from like shoebox to shoebox yeah, and like I, I, and have a and have a, a ragamuffin of a life and yeah. be okay with it as long as he can fuck who he want from time to time. Yeah. So the level of commitment for men with just anything, yeah. period. It like, is weird, like, because me, me and my girl live together, <laughs> and it's like, I, like, she's a woman, so she wants, like, you know, accents, and let's do this, and put this color here, and let's have some fresh flowers on the table all the time, and, you know, I'm going over to, like, why do we need lamps? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, we have a light on the, yeah, but that's not, that fucks up the mood when you're trying to, ch- <laughs> it's crazy, because that's really, she came in with these nice-ass lamps, I'm like, why do we need these? It's like, that's, that's just what it is. I, I feel like, though, social media Plays a big part in it. Yeah. Because motherfuckers can't wait to get engaged so they can post the ring and the, the ring emoji, you know, on Instagram. Shit, I know engagements that uh that 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 videos that last longer than the actual marriage. The engagement Crazy. video sixty seconds, the motherfucking marriage forty eight seconds. And I, I again I, I say it all the time, it's like we just gotta stop living for strangers yeah. on our social media apps. I said it earlier this week. I'm like, yo, y'all really be like Looking for like approval from people that call you your at names when they see you in public. And that to me is the weirdest part of life that we have literally got to the point with social media where social media and real life do not have a barrier anymore. Right. Like, yo, you know, Kyra, Kyra Hoot, pussy on fleek. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I know her. Yeah, no, my maids are run down on her. What's up? It's crazy. 
birthday parties, baby showers, uh, gender reveals, <laughs> obituaries. They all have at names on them now. That shit, wow. It's crazy. That shit, at names. Wow. People see me in the street. They see me. They they, <laughs> they know me. I'm the funny bus driver. I'm the big guy with the big beard. You People see me. They instantly know me. Do you know what they call me? Matt makes me. Matt. I, it's the <laughs> most mind-boggling shit ever. Oh, shit. What up, Matt makes me sick? And my name, Matt. Like, why are you saying that? I told you the chick got on the bus was like, I love your show. You and the bull, Plusio. It's like, who the <laughs> fuck is Plusio? I'm like, oh, plus, I get what you're saying. Never mind. I see what's going on. Have a nice day. <laughs> but it's crazy. Motherfuckers literally, like, social media is such, it's like in the veins. Yeah. It's like heroin. It's just in there. Motherfuckers literally, they have to, like, cold turkey away from that shit yeah. when they get away from it. Real talk. And you see me, I take breaks all the time because it just gets to the point where it's just like, yo, I, y'all annoying. I actually rule for the day. I don't have to have social media. We was talking about that shit the like, other day. Like, I can't wait until my business is to the point where it can run itself and I only have like a business social media account. Like, and I don't have to like post shit on my personal page to give it like, you know what I'm saying? Like when Vanity's page gets to like 150,000 followers, I'm deleting my social media because I won't need mine anymore. My little 20K or whatever it is at the time, that shit not even going to count. Like, I'm deleting that shit or turning it into a promo page. I don't need that shit. Like, I don't need that level of engagement and connection with people any fucking more. I have I have pretty much all the friends I think I'm going to have. Like, I, I'm, I'm with who I want to be with. Like, I'm cool. Like, like I, I go on Instagram and it's like, it's, it's, it's. Stupid ass topics that get recycled. The topic, the topics come back up every three to four weeks. It's like, what the fuck? Stupid ass topics or some shit. A t- my old tweegrams. My old. <laughs> I, I saw one of my tweegrams today from like three years ago. I'm like, how do you still have this and I don't? And motherfuckers posted. Oh, you want to talk about the fake page? Oh yeah, we found. Listen, yo, we, we found a parody page, which we're not going to say his name. But we found a parody page that is a parody of Matt's name and is a complete parody of both of our pages combined into one. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) Chaz sent me the the shit where his name and my name are very similar, and he tweeted my exact tweet. So I went on to his Twitter, and I'm looking at his tweets like, okay, I've seen all of this before. That's my tweet. That's my tweet. That's my tweet. Then I see other tweets. I'm like, I've seen these. Oh shit! Those are Chad tweets. Yeah, my man got a Twitter with with thirteen hundred followers, <laughs> mind you. All of his tweets are you and me, you and my. It's tweets. crazy. I'm like that's scary. And to take it a level up, and we got to get out of here. But to take it a level up, not only are his tweets our tweets, his replies are our, our replies. Like if you tweet something, and somebody replies to you, and you reply to them. He tweets it, and if somebody replies to him, he replies with the reply you replied the same with. Reply. I'm like, yo, this nigga's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a mad scientist <laughs> of a doppelganger. Like, what the fuck is this? Holy fucking yo, shit, man. It, the social media is getting creepier and creepier and creepier, man. Holy shit, man. But that, somebody said it today, and I put it on Twitter. Like, I hate when bitches get on social media and be like, I just got in a fight. <laughs> and then it's, it's a bunch of dirty bitches in the comments with no car talking about, do I got to come down there? <laughs> like, like, shut up, all of y'all. Like, with who, girl? I'm on my way. Pick up the phone. Why you not answering? Like, uh, social media literally just gets me to the point where I just be like. crazy, man. 
All right, man. Real quick before we get out of here, some housekeeping items. We got the sneaker podcast coming up with Kicks uh, USA. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, we're going to have Corey Towns on the show soon. Yes. We got another special guest as a holdover from 2017 yeah. that we got to schedule to get on the show. Uh, for me this weekend, Vanny Grand V Lounge, I got Casanova and uh, a couple people from Rock Nation coming on Saturday. Tickets available now, VanityGrandPhilly.com. Um, again, it's Casanova. We got the Dope Run record, got the uh, Set Tripping record, and he's currently beefing with Troy Ave and Takashi 69 He'll be at Vanity Grand this Saturday. Super Bowl party at Vanity Grand Sunday, too. Uh, $20 general admission, $50 open bar, and open food pass for the whole time the game is on. Lit. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. I'm tired, so, like, man. It's, it's one in the morning. I've been up since all fucking day. <laughs> we out of here, man. Realist Podcast. That was your boy, C. Diddy. That makes me sick. We out. Soon.